Buster Moody. I'm the artist on Task Force Rad Squad, and you're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. <laughs> I wasn't measured. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't wasn't overly excited, but it wasn't underwhelming either. That was the middle of the road standard rule, which is what we need, right? I'm I'm feeling a little bit of a rule. That's just, okay. I'll pick you up. No, I'll, I know you will. I, it's it's weird. As long as we, we, we talk DK three, I'll lift you up. We, we, well, <laughs> you'll have to. Uh, the, uh, it, it's weird, and I, I hate feeling this way since we just just came back from Chicago, but I need, I need a break from work. I, I, I just, um, Ebus. I, yeah, no, it's, it's weird. I just, I'm, I'm easily annoyed and aggravated and, and I don't really know why. And, and it's fucking with me. It's, 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 I, I need to have some more of you have, wait, that wasn't even English. I need to have some of what you got and you need to have some of what I got. I think we need so. To make a trip. Yeah. Yeah, we should do that. We should do that. Because I need to be easily angered and somewhat irritated, and you need a little bit more of my... Did you just stick me with a knife? Did this motherfucker just stab me? Let me go walk it off. I think I feel something in my neck. His dick. What is going on? I'm in a very good mood today. Yeah, you sound it. Well, I had school today. I was with my peeps. You with your peeps. You're talking to your peeps now. It's a good Wednesday. It is, it's a very good day. Wednesday. was a good day. And you know what? You're going to have a good night or whenever it is you're listening to this because this right here is 11 o'clock comics episode 415. I got the number right this week. Damn. And I am Vince B. You are Vince B. And I am so happy to be talking to my booze. I'm David A. Price. Wait, wait, wait. Did I, did I get a raise? Yes. Floral, baby. Floral. Yeah. God damn. And I am the once and future ruler of Wakanda. Call me T'Challa. Did you read that comment today? Yep. You both did? Yep. I saw it in the shop today. I had time to go. Yep. And I looked through it. It looks great, it looks but I didn't, amazing. I didn't buy it. What? Black Panther's a hard sell oh, with me. Oh, my no. man. You're this killing is, this me. Is, this is the perfect jumping on point. We'll tag team it. Oh. All right. We'll, we'll sell you on it, bro. And you know who else is going to sell you on comics? Well, they don't have to sell you because the price is They'll sell them the- to you. They'll just the books sell themselves at Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. One more time, DCBService.com. You can get the lowest price on your favorite funny books and collectibles, such as the, the list is up. I could not be more excited because I think for the first time in about at least a year, probably more, I have spotlighted a Marvel book. Took it upon myself to include this book because it is a hell of a discount. The cover price is $34.99. You can bring it home for $17.49. Written by one of the greatest writers ever to grace the pages of Marvel, and that is Bill Mantlow. Somebody argue with me, they're going to get smacked. They get a shiv. Just how it is. Art by Gene Colan, John Basima, Michael Golden. Do you know what book I'm talking about? The Knob. Howard the Duck trade paperback. No, because that wasn't even done. Anyway. Plea Collection, Volume 3, 
collects Howard the Duck magazine number two to seven, some of the most beloved books in my collection. It's going to be a massive, massive tome, and you can get it for 50% off. Why would you... Why would you go elsewhere? John Pound did the cover. His covers on this thing were great. Uh, and I, I also think that, uh, Jack Davis did the Christmas issue cover. It's probably the only time I'd have to check that Jack drew Howard. Huh. Yeah. Muy interesante. And you know what else is interesting? From Lion Forge. Uh, this is Night Trap, number one. It's a mature reader's book written by our buddy Cullen Bunn, drawn by artist J.B. Bastos. The cover artist is Phil Hester, and it is uh, pushed as when a group of college kids rent a lake house for the weekend. They're hoping for some relaxation and fun. Instead, they find an inescapable death trap. From one of the most critically acclaimed horror writers in comics comes a chilling tribute to the genre's most memorable slasher classics. Say no more. Cover price two ninety nine. Respect. Uh, your price as a discount comic book service customer is forty five percent less. You will pay a dollar sixty four. And damn dynamite! Always taking my money. It's the shadow, the death of Margot oh, Lane. Oh, dude! Written and illustrated by Mister Matt Wagner. First time ever doing that at Dynamite. See, it's a six-issue miniseries. Cover price three ninety-nine. That's the standard entrance fee at Diamond. Diamond, <laughs> what? Dynamite. Uh, but you, lucky persons that you are, can bring it and smart can bring it home for a dollar ninety-nine. They are stacking. First of all, it's it's yes, it is his first written and illustrated work at Dynamite. But I mean, the title of the story alone kind of just grabs mm-hmm. you, and and, and it, you're not going anywhere. So they're just and wherever they got Margot chained up on the front of that cover, it's cold. Yeah, yeah it is. It is. Cold in there. Um, DCBService.com, do not might mind late orders or order editions. That's not a night. Drink a beer. And you get your books all wrapped up nice and safe and secure. Sometimes you get the bubble, uh, the popcorn. Sometimes you get the foam. You get a lot of I foam. Did, I did not get the foam this time. And it, I, I, I see those peanuts. I'm like, God, mm. it's like. Just go there and save. DCBService.com. Do it. Mm-hmm. Nicely done. Thanks. And Have fun actually, with this one. you know what? While we're on the subject of DCB service, huge. Big shout out and, and, and congrats and, and great job all around to DCBS for teaming up with, uh, Image for Image Direct. So oh. uh which is a a a subscription service merchandise it's uh it was it was discussed it was mentioned on um Heidi linked to it on uh comic speed and and it's also from from Newsarama so you can die ah, you said the word I know I know I feel dirty but uh you can uh definitely check it out there with uh with a nice little quote from uh from Christina so yeah good on that I got to thank you I, do I have two, two. I got two so thank yous. Do you have a thank you, Jason? Mm. Uh, yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Okay. From our very good friend and amazing illustrator buddy, Daniel White, who eats wheat thins. Wheat um, a while. A, a while. 
uh, I received a package containing his new book, Hotel Hearts, which I have yet to go through. Oh, okay. oh. But if you if you're gonna wanna win my heart, and Daniel White doesn't have to do that because he already has it. True. But a really good way to do it is to go black, white, and red. <laughs> it's very Grendel, just like Grendel, right? Grindelish. Yes, um, it's it's amazing. Yeah. Um, it's got a pulpy cardstock. It's um, GI Joe twenty one. Hand-printed cover. Yeah. It's it's amazing. But I, I received some original illustrations as well. Of course you did. So did you. I got the original art to the 2016 11 o'clock comic submission featuring Hal on the one side and on the back side, mm. Sp- Spider-Man. Hal's back side. Yeah. And I also received an original Spider-Man illustration. A bust of in color. That's hot. Why? He's amazing. He is, Why did he no, say that? He is, he, is, he is super generous, man. And, and, uh, seriously. I, I hope to be hanging with him soon. Again, you mean? No, I mean, he may. Oh, he wait, may, you're going to be on your own? He may, he may show up at my house next month. What oh. the hell? Now, dude, it's not like the invite's <clears throat> never open to you guys, so don't even try it. I did, did you hear it, Jason? I didn't hear it. I, I, I heard of. Right. Holler! So looks like there's a new boo in town. Whatevs. Whatevs. <laughs> Whatevs. I have to bring cigar cookies, so. Uh, so. Grow my own, or bake my own, sorry. The, uh, absolutely huge thanks to, uh, 2DW for that. There's another book though. Another, Wait. another cute little mini comic. Did you, you didn't do your thank yous, did you? No, that's what I'm saying though. This is part of, this is, we, well, what did Jason get? I don't know. Oh, I, I just said the Daniel White thank you. You gotta be specific. What was in yours? It was the book. Because, oh, because he gave Jason and I the, uh, yeah. our, our, our submissions. That, oh, see, I was putting you on the spot. We went, but... we went on Sunday, Vince. We went to the con on Sunday. We, we didn't, we didn't leave early. Yeah, my man hooked the brother up at, uh, at the con. Oh, oh, so I was the straggler. Right. Oh, my bad. Yeah. My bad. So, and, oh, um. You got it? I know is thank you number two. Oh God! Uh, I don't want to slight anybody here. I really <laughs> don't, uh, because you know when I say this, I don't mean that this this gentleman is is number one in my estimation, and everyone else is number two. I think he or, probably or, will be though with this first story. But <laughs> Matthew Allison. Oh God. Is quickly becoming oh, yeah, my all-time yep. favorite. Oh god, Sweet Sepulcher is absolutely—it's sick, a gorgeous it's piece of work. I mean, and first of all, and and I'm like, dude, could you just like ease up on on the Vince B Love Fest because, it's, dude, you are you are all up in this first story. Yeah, you're such a Clyde, and 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 I think that's your tombstone also. <laughs> but it is, uh, it looks absolutely, and that, that, that one image where you're, where, where, where Clyde is behind the, uh, the tombstone, that, that's you whenever you got caught when I walked into the room in Chicago. But it's, it's, it's such a, it's a, man, I love many, this is just, I'm between this book, Hotel Hearts, the Where Do We Go From Here by Dave Jordan, like all, I, I'm, I'm, I'm loving the, Small press mini comic feel that 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 we're getting from from people we actually know and and are doing some fantastic work. 
Can I give Matthew Austin a little more love? Absolutely. Uh, it's a, it, the book is slight. It's a mini comic. Um, I didn't count the pages, but let's just say 16, 12, 16 pages. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it's, it's light in content. No, it is not. Um, there, there's a lot of text in it, inside front cover. Uh, there's faux ads, um, on the inside back cover. Dude, he used Night of the Bloody Apes on the, like, we should be married, right? Or at least. Well, I think considering he drew you so many times in this comic, I think you are in some circles. Um, voodoo heartbeat. There's, there's drive-in culture in here. Sixties racing, uh, and hot rod, uh, themes. And, and crazy ass monsters. He is, Dan, um, Matt Allison is the real deal. The, the, he's amazing. Yes. You look at this art. The, I mean, Charles Burns really has nothing on, on Matt Allison. It's amazing. And I, I went through this book about 10 times and I just marvel at this guy's line work. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm jealous. I really am. I do have one nit to pick. Oh. Even if your lettering sucks, hand letter it. Mm. The, the lettering. Um, yeah. Mm-mm. No. I mean, I know why. Because it's cheap, it's fast, and it's easy. But I would, you know. You know what? Honestly, and and this is strange coming from me. I don't even notice the lettering because I'm just staring at the art. And you know, if I see yeah, some shitty that, fucking lettering, that's going to take no, me out of the story. That, it's not shitty lettering. It's just I'm not calling this shit. I'm just saying, whenever we're talking about any comic, and I see lettering that's just like, wow, why is it? Why is the font so big? It's just uninspired lettering. If if it's not notable or um, a cause for concern, like if it's if it was on the extremes, great. It's either really good or really bad. This is just yeah, it's there. And to have mediocre lettering in a book of this caliber, it's not good. It's just, I, I, no, it, it's, uh, listen to me, it's unacceptable. But, uh, like, like Josh Bayer. Josh Bayer's lettering sucks, but it's awesome because it sucks. You know, he just throws it down and that becomes the style. Like Gary Panner, his handwriting is not good, but it's, Gary Panner's handwriting. It, it, it over the years you've seen it so many times that now it's accepted as good when in reality it's just it's just hand lettering, like mediocre, not mediocre, but but the 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 curves and the way he drags the pen that becomes the style. I would love to see Matt Allison just hand letter it. Screw it, just do it. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect. That's the joy in it. I just computer type just in comics just it makes me think bad things (laughs) it does i don't know why it's like no no it tells the dwarves because i know how easy it is type 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 word balloon type 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 word balloon And, and that's that's the benefit of it right and i'm probably going on too long about it and and focusing on that one stupid thing when this is a magnificent piece of art right and you should, uh, oh, and, um, where do you, where do you get this sweet sepulcher? Well, you can get it. Oh, yes. ArcaneComicBooks.com. That's Arcane, A-R-C-A-N-E, comic books. That's one word, dot com. And yes, to answer your question, I would buy the hell out of this many, many, many times over. Stay sick, Matt. 
This is great, great stuff. And he nailed the grace too. Nailed oh, it. Oh yeah. Just the right percentage on the cover and back cover. Each one. That's not easy to do. Love this man. And I love Daniel White. I love all our friends. Seriously. Hmm? All right. What are we, what are we drinking, boys? Oh yeah, that's right. What are you drinking, Vince? I'm, I'm drinking Yingling. That's all we have. Hey man, I'm, I was so tempted to get some craft brews for tonight because I was feeling good today, but I, I, I wanted to catch up a little bit on my lost, um, my lost sleep. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't blame you, dude. At all. There's going to be a lot of that soon. Uh, what about you, Jason? Wish I had something more exciting, but I'm drinking Mandarin Orange Seltzer. What? Mm-hmm. I almost had Mandarin Orange today. I had, um, I had lemon lime now. I was thinking about you. I am drinking some, uh, Redwood Creek Rich Red Blend. Cool. I was going to do the wine, but I got school tomorrow. No, that's mm-hmm. fine, dude. Hey, listen, I'm, we're glad you're here. I mean, you know, some behind the scenes this week was a little, the past 24-ish hours, the, the, the this week was a little ridiculous. Yeah, a little, 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 little crazy. Didn't know which, which direction we were kind of going in. So, um, yeah, I'm sorry about that. I, I, I had every intention, if that is even the way to say it, to, to, to do it last night, but. It's all good. It actually, it I think, happen. I mean, for me, I, I know Jason's got a project going on at home, but I mean, for me, I think tonight, dude, is it's the better night. Oh, it's absolutely gorgeous. Oh, thanks, dogs. I was like, I was like, really? You, I don't, not, right, no, no, offense. no offense, because I, I've, I've seen your, your, your jam pages and how good they are. I shouldn't have been surprised. But when you sent those photos, that looks like a professional job. Thanks, my I'm man. Like, I'm quite pleased with how it came out. And you, I mean, and you're going to work, right? It's not like you're not, oh, yeah. Home, so yeah, it's yeah. like, it's it's over the course of a couple of nights and it's like and it's pretty much done so it's it's, it's gotta love the frog tape. No. Swear by the frog tape. Yeah, the frog tape. Oh, uh, you know what? The frog tape is like I've done. I, I mean, actually, I don't like. I like painting. It's actually one of the like exactly. I can't I can't I can't wire a fucking I can't <laughs> oh, I can wire a, anything electric or do any plumbing, but I can you know I can put up some drywall. I can do some painting, but um, yeah, the frog tape is legit. Yep. I use it for my work. Oh, do you? I mean, oh yeah, I mask off stuff with it. It it doesn't pull up the illustration board. It's great. Yeah. I have a little nit though. I have to say that uh, maybe because I used a ridiculous amount of tape since I was blocking everything off, but in three spots a little bit of drywall came off in three different spots, mm. and I had to uh, I had to do a little fixing. But but it was but they were small spots. Yeah. Do you double press when you put it? Like there's very do you you know there's various um, adhesion. Qualities to the frog tape. You can get yeah, like super flavors. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I mean, I, this is the kind for, um, uh, th- this isn't the super adhesive kind. I forget the term. Yeah, I don't get that one either. Yeah. Yeah. Super, super sticky. Yeah. There's no need for it. I read a ton Good. of stuff for this week, but before we get into the printed, <laughs> uh, Ooh, it was a season finale, stuff. right? I think if you want to call it that. Yeah, it was at least um, that's the way that what they intended it to be. Um, I I thought Walking Dead um, season finale was, was a, a, col- a colossal waste of time in in every respect. I we, we got played again. Yeah, I, I, there were. I mean, it was ninety minutes, and 
I, I guess the idea that was to make you also feel just like Rick that this day is going on forever. But I mean, for it to be such a, such a moment where there's no payoff. And again, I mean, if this was, if this was a regular episode and you had to tune in next week, that's fine. But we're not, this isn't seven days. This is like seven months. And, and there's going to be so much speculation and whether or not they're, they're trying I'm sure to, it's the intent, to, to, right? to fix like, Oh, okay. Well, we were going to go this way, but now that we know that I just, I hate the whole behind the scenes crap. I just yes. tell the fucking story and, and, and pull the trigger and then we'll, we'll all just go with your gut. However you're writing it, do it. I know that that's one reason why Vince stopped reading it, but for whatever yeah. reason, Hickman decided that Hickman Kirkman decided to do it that way in the comic and stuck to it and, and, and we're continuing from there, but to, to just kind of dangle it. I mean, and they introduced Negan. I thought, I thought Jeffrey Dean mm. Morgan, I thought it was a great introduction. I, I enjoyed mm. what the, I, I maybe not the length. I enjoyed the, the episode for the, for the most part. I just, I wasn't, once we got to the end, I was just that, that, especially with not only with when they, they dicked us over with the whole Glenn thing and they, and then did the, the okie doke, but then last week, the week before, the, <laughs> the like, what? They, they, when they, they did the whole, you know, <laughs> they, they, they fooled you, man. Put the wool over your eyes, did the whole rope dope, the hokey doke, and, and it's, it's, it was, um, but then the week before, where, where Shitbird is gonna take Daryl out, and then as the screen goes to black, he's like, Dwight's like, oh, you'll be alright. And it's like, dude, so now, now you did it last week, and we found out that it was, you know, but a flesh wound, but now you're doing it again on the season finale, and, and we're going to black after seeing some blood, and, and we don't know, who got got? It just it was, I I it was a dick move all around. Yeah, it it was the equivalent to me of a um an event crossover or you know it, like the the machinations of what they do to get you to watch this scene this this show became the show. It was it was some right? 80s that, that, drama primetime shit. It was yeah, it was just wrong and and boring and um that last scene was was contrived. It's whatever. Um and and speaking of um Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Lauren Cohen. Yeah, you can't are, say anything about that. I haven't seen that. I'm probably going to see it this week. No, but they're they're I know. Bruce Bruce Wayne's parents. Yeah. Yeah. In in the movie I can say something without spoiling it for you. They die. Um, and dude, the I pearls. Wait, wait, pearls you the, the pearls are, it, it's an, as Jason say, egregious use of the pearls. Like, yeah, it's wait. nuts. But I, I went in expecting nothing and I was, I was entertained. Are you, so you're kind of segueing here, dude. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's a sloppy fucking segue. We're still talking reals, about the Walking Dead. All right, sorry. Right into BBS. I just we can go back I'm, into I'm Walking Dead. I'm not as anti the Walking Dead finale as y'all seem to have been, in the sense that I I dug the idea of um, them going to every spot and it being oh, so more, did I. more and more overtaken. Because I think, frankly, juxtaposing that against the comic, uh, this was a way more impressive showing of just how powerful and influential uh, Negan is, because. 
one of the issues I had in the comic at the time that Negan was introduced is he just seemed like the governor of part two to me. And I think the show really does an excellent job of, of articulating that this is not the governor. This dude's got a fucking massive, massive organization behind him. Yeah. And he's not, at least as far as we know, really mental. He's pretty focused and it's, he's got a shit on lock and that makes it a lot different than when he had to deal with the governor. Um, so I dug that, like I dug that slow build a lot. The only issue I really, and by the way, I think, I think, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan was perfect in the role. I, I think he's going to be an excellent character next year. I, I really did think he, he came off as picture perfect to Negan from the way I pictured him in the book. Um, but I, I also, but I agree with you. I think the ending was, was wah, wah, wah. And, and I suspect because as we were talking offline, my real issue with it, and maybe I'm just being skeptical is, is I think they opted not to show us who he killed because they haven't decided themselves and it's going to be used as a, as a contract negotiating ploy. And, yep. and I don't like that at all. Should make me livid. No. Yeah. No, it's, it's the process it's becoming the, the, uh, the product. Sure. It's not good. It's not good at all. Um, I will say one thing that impressed me was, um, I'm a big proponent of the truth and, and not just the internal truth. Uh, it, it's more, um, the, the external truth in, in relation to like the somewhere in between the internal and the external is the truth, right? And Rick and company are operating on that internal truth that is not necessarily the truth as they have found out this episode. If we just stick together, we can do anything. No, you really can't. You, 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 you're pumping yourselves up. Your, 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 your magnitude is not that great. You think it is because you survived until now. You've survived these little battles, but this, there, there's a, a bigger dog out there and you just realize that the truth as you saw it is not the truth. Not anywhere near it. Well, I love you know? how, so, how scared Rick looked and how lost he was. Oh, absolutely. Him. At the end, yeah. Right. Because. That was the, the, the I messed up face. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I've been so stupid. And I, I laughed out loud when Negan, um, called Carl the, the serial killer in training. That was funny because he's right. <laughs> he, is, he, is. he is right. Yeah, he's, he's right. Um, I just hope that Morgan and Carol don't save the day or at least, um, make it easier for them to escape. I think that Rick, should should do some penance here. The whole group should do some penance for thinking for not seeing the reality of of their surroundings, right? Like fishbone. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um back to Donna Justice. I I know we're mixed opinions here based on those who have of us who have seen it. But I enjoy it. So you're not even going to wait for me to see it. No, okay. Jason. Still- I'm not talking about. It. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I enjoyed it. I, the the hate. I think is is um. It's a little bit of bandwagoning. Oh, that's bullshit. That's like I can't. No, that's bullshit. It, that that's ridiculous. So so all the people like I don't understand. I'm not that. saying you personal. Well, like, of course you are. Like <laughs> no, I'm not. No, but that, why oh, you like you're Iron Man three? This is awesome. Yeah, no, there's like, people, like, there's uh, people out there that are just like, before they even saw it, they're just like, uh, you know, this, 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 and this, so I'm not gonna go see it, and it sucks. But that's not and, what and you, I haven't, I've seen very little of that. Every person I know that has seen it and disliked it, it's cause they've seen it. Like, who's, like, I, I hate when we get like, like, so, like, like, let's, that's, I just think that's bullshit. Like, there were hundreds the, of published reviews 
where seven out of ten of those published reviews who have all basically reviewed hundreds of films in their careers disliked it. In our forums, we had maybe at least a hundred people that saw the film and most disliked it intensely. So that's not bandwagoning because again, like it's, I mean, like I, I, I think that's such a, a, a overgeneralization. Like I, I, like so many people that like is Mario bullshitting is like Tim bullshitting. No, like, no, I'm just saying the, the, I'm talking but how fandom. Can you get in the mind? Okay. But the only people you actually have a, uh, an ability to get into their mind of, or have a perspective as to how consistent or inconsistent they are, are the people you actually know. So like right. you're, you're, you're projecting, I think a desire to think that more people disliked it than should, because it fits the narrative of the fact that you enjoyed the film, but that doesn't make any sense. Like I still, I'm doing, I did the checklist in my head. I heard it was choppy. It, it's, it plays out like a series of cutscenes. I, Which even I the did, people like Daryl and Gil who reviewed it and loved it acknowledged that the editing was terrible and they loved the film. I, I, I didn't notice any of that. But just because you didn't notice it doesn't make it true. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. But from my perspective, I did not see the, the, the commonly uh, cited critiques against this movie were not as destructive to my enjoyment as it seems they were to everyone else. Well, that's right. I, and that, I, I, but I think that's where you should leave it. You, you, you went from saying I enjoyed the film to saying I think that the people that didn't enjoy it are, are, are bandwagoning. And like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Like who, who gains anything from bandwagoning on an opinion of any, any. Piece oh my of God. Culture? The whole internet bandwagons. That's bullshit. Though. That, that, it's, you see it every day. I don't people agree. Band- I think people I'm focus not- on bandwagoning based on if it dis- dif- if it if differs differential with their opinion. Like everybody, like the the reviews, the the fan reviews for Star Wars were so overwhelmingly positive that someone that didn't like is like, oh, you're just a hater. Oh, whatever, you don't get it. Like, and it, like, <laughs> that's still a case of bandwagoning. But, right? but again, what does bandwagoning mean? Like seventy one percent of Rotten Tomatoes people uh, of of consumers liked the film. So again, I would push back. The bandwagon, the actual people that aren't critics liked the film. So, like, I, like, I don't even know what that means. Like, how, do, what does bandwagoning mean if you're, if you're, like, you're, like, it's such a passive aggressive thing. So you're like, well, I'm not saying you're bandwagoning, but everyone else that doesn't like it that I don't know personally. No, that, that's, see, you're putting words in my mouth. I didn't say that. I'm talking about trends. The trend for this movie is there's a, there's a lot of people, a group, a very vocal group of people that, that are claiming it sucks for various amount of reasons. And then there's another group that seem to be joining in based on what they've heard. Well, money talks, right? Yeah. And, but and, I and, don't... and the, it did awesome in the first weekend and it had a massive fall off in the second weekend. And that and was that's, Easter weekend too. And that's, that's to me that, I mean, that's it. If you want to actually talk about bandwagon or not, like when a film that people pan continues to crush it, like Zootopia, Disney Zootopia, Zootopia got relatively modest reviews for an animated picture, but it's been mm-hmm. crushing globally at the box office nonstop. It's had such slow, slow decline that it's a major, mm-hmm. major surprise hit for Disney. Like that's again, word of mouth people saying you should go see it. It's worth seeing. In the case of Batman versus Superman, everybody, myself included, went that first weekend to see it. And then people said, how is it? And I've been asked by 50 different people, how is it? I said, your mileage may vary. I didn't care for it. I'm imagining that when people ask me what they think of the movie and I said, and care for it, I know a bunch of people have said, yeah, I probably wait for the DVD now. And again, if we're talking a global release, the fact that the sales were down 70% month over week over week tells you that the actual people that went to see it word of mouth was negative. And they were saying it's mm-hmm. not worth seeing. And they talked to other people out of going to see it. 
But like, again, like my thing is any kind of piece of art or fiction, like you do you, like if people enjoyed it, awesome. If people hated it, awesome too. Like I don't see the point of like arguing about it on the internet. Like it's fucking religion. Like, like, yeah, it's and just I, entertainment. I just think it's funny. Like I think the people, like people get offended no matter what side. Like I heard people this week about on, on a podcast, like ranting at how dare other people, like people that liked it were like, Oh my God, I can't believe all these people. Like, who, like, who, who's, who shit did, did, did Zack Snyder, you know, uh, uh, crap in your bed? Like, and it's like, wait, dude, like, again, if you liked it, cool. If your friend or someone you don't know didn't like it, like, they're not wrong either. Like, it's just a, it's just a piece of fiction. So, like, That's true. and same time, like, I'm not going to go sit there and make fun of people that liked it. Like, if you liked it, awesome. Like, anytime someone pays money to go see a film in a theater, especially if they're my friend, like, I want them to enjoy it. Like, that's great. Like, I, it sucks to spend money to consume something and then be like, that, that wasn't my cup of tea. Um, so, you I, know. I, not, I'm not going to spoil a damn thing for David. Good. I love Michael Caine. I think Jeremy Irons is a million times better as Alfred than, than Michael. Well, Caine. I'll agree with you there. I, I think Alfred is a close second to Wonder Woman in the, 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 yeah. the good parts of the film for me. Yeah. 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 But listen, and I, well, I don't, you know, and I don't want to, like, I have zero, and David hasn't seen it, so that makes this easy. I, I mean, I have zero, I know a lot of people are sort of expecting us to do a deep dive. I, I don't have any intention, even if David sees it this week and we talk about it next week, like, I have no intention of dissecting all the reasons I didn't like the movie. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not bandwagoning, I'm genuine, I, I, I found the movie to be, like, terrible, but I also, to be fair, you know, this isn't a Marvel DC thing. I, I thought Iron Man 3 was terrible. I didn't particularly care for the last Avengers movie. So maybe just the, you know, so it's not like, again, I feel like I'd judge each one on its own. Um, I will say, as I said on Facebook, if you didn't like Man of Steel, I cannot see how you like this film. Like, so if you, if you liked Man of Steel, I, I would imagine you're going to enjoy this. I, but if you dis, if you actively dislike Man of Steel, this, you're not going to enjoy this movie. So I'm just I don't think like, he, I will be stunned if David enjoys this movie just because he, he just like Man of Steel, like even like way more than I did. He like actively just dis, like disliked it. And so I, I, th- I, but I think the Superman in this movie is very, very different from the Superman in Man of Steel. I hope he is. There, there's, there's very clear cut. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. Differences. It's the, the super, the film may be dark. But I don't think the Superman character in this movie is nearly as dark as the one in Man of Steel. Okay. In terms of um, the way he conducts himself and and um, just yeah, just go see it. I, and by the way, speaking of uh, people who did like the film intensely, happy birthday to Daryl because when this comes out tomorrow, it will be yes, his indeed. Birthday. What up, D? He's, he's what seventy-five, eighty? Nah, I think um, fifty-eight. One thirteen. One thirteen. Yeah, he's got the body of a ninety-year-old though. That is true. Oh yeah, in his closet, underneath the blanket. You think he'd be in around since the Great Depression? But Jesus. <laughs> oh my goodness! So what you been reading, Vince? Oh, lots, lots of stuff. Do, did we all read um, DK three number three? Yeah. Oh, David. <laughs> no. Yeah, we did. Now, this is nice because Vince and I are are decidedly on the same side on this one. Oh, okay. We disagreed on on PBS. I I really enjoyed this third issue. I thought it was great. I, well, it's the best. Yeah, no. It's it's, the best one yet. But, you know, it it depends on that is really saying something or it's really not much of a compliment, depending on how you enjoyed or did the, the the first, the first two issues. But I thought, 
that it was a major leap in terms of the narrative. Like stuff happened. I, I totally agree. I think this was a, the first two issues were intriguing in like in certain ways, but I don't know if we're like really satisfying works unto themselves, but this, this was to me, this was compelling to the point where I really wish there was a fourth issue in my, in my inbox to, to read right now. And you only have to wait three months, but it's, it's the, the, <laughs> dude, <laughs> seriously, it can't be a Dark Knight series without some fucking delays. Anyway, is it's so the, much worth the wait though? If if we get more issues like this, I agree. If I had to okay. wait for this if, after the first two issues, and then it's like, oh, it'll be worth the wait. That's you got a bigger fight with me. But uh no, I I I thought the um it was the art was much more. I found Miller esque in this issue. Um Kubert is is getting that uh getting the sense from what came before. Uh there's still not there there, there are for me and, and I'm I'm flipping through the book now, they're just where the original well, I don't want to say it strikes again, but the original with with Dark Knight Returns, Frank put a lot on each page. There were pages mm-hmm. upon pages of so many panels, and there aren't in this. There are some pages that, you know, he's got nine or, or, or panels inside panels, but for the most part, there are a lot of splash pages in this issue. And that's, um, to me, when I'm thinking about the Dark Knight and, and, and this world and, and what they're planning on doing, it, it, it slows it down a bit for me. But I, as, as far as story progression and, and where we're headed and, who is obviously the big bad? Uh, this is the issue you need to read. That it, it's going to establish where where things are going from here. I think. Yeah, yeah. Now I do have one question, and and I know that this is not the first time that Superman has had to deal with an army of Superman, and even uh, God years ago when I forget the name of this, the, but the when the DC was doing all the superhero titles back at the triangle numbering, and Chris had me read all that stuff. <laughs> Remember. And like, remember, a new Krypton was on Earth, and there were all these Kryptonians. Mm-hmm. So I know this was done just a few years ago, but I, I have to say the one thing that does, and we'll see how it plays out. But I, I, I do, I, I don't quite fathom how one, how Kal El could have a chance again. I mean, this, this is an army of, of, of seasoned, battle-tested people with the exact same power set. I understand they don't have the uh, experience using them still, but I mean, that's like telling me that. You know, you take uh, you take a special forces, you know, ranger. He's going to be able to handle a lot of situations, but you put him in uh, a battlefield with five thousand, you know, troop general army troops that are against him. I, he's not surviving. Like it's just not happening. So it it's true. It's true. But the title of the series is Dark Knight Three: The Master right? Race. Yeah. Right. So we so- we're going to need bats to come up with a way, right? Yeah, but, and you know how he's gonna do it? No. I'm gonna guess. And if, if I was in the cowl and I had to- you launch a kryptonite thing into the clouds and make it rain kryptonite, uh, rain? No, no, I would think, um, taking away their power source would be the, the best way oh. to ensure it. So he's gonna have to try so and- So the dark knight's either, gonna either, dark knight? No, either, either use Hal, or, or someone of, with a well, similar, no, well, or someone with a similar oh, okay. power set to blot out the sun. Just for a little while, just to depower all these Kryptonians, 
and then the Batman and the Justice League or, or you know, Batman Those and Wonder things. Woman are going to have to clean house. How else do you do it? Well, I mean, it's like, Jason, like Jason said, you have an army of, of nigh unstoppable warriors, Superman level power, not just one, but how, you know, how I don't know, I didn't count, but however many, how do you stop them? You got to take away their power source. Yeah. Not, not to, not to get off this on a tangent, but that's the one issue dab I have with Supergirl. With is, like, is the, is that they, the show is that they have all these other Kryptonians around and it's like, I mean, like, why wouldn't a Kryptonian, a full-grown Kryptonian man, be stronger than than Kara? It's got to be proportional. Like it, human beings, human beings aren't each equally strong. Right. And Kara's a petite girl from Krypton with those powers. You mean to tell me all those army dudes that are aligned with her aunt aren't like in, like significantly stronger than her? Because the they both get the same like relative boost. This is talking about nerding out, but. I, I just always struggle with that. Like, like they're they're military trained and they're grown ass men versus a petite no, young I can, girl. I, like, I the only, I guess the only um, one way the argument could be she's been storing the sun's rays for her entire life since she's been out of the pod, whereas the Kryptonians were in Fort Roz and and were depowered or at least powerless like just mm-hmm. in the episode that Vince watched with the uh the executioners like they they were not taking advantage of 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 the sun's rays and and so it it could just be that they're they need to get there they probably could in in a fair fight where it was them versus her uh one on one they probably could take her down but she has and you know and and granted she's She's she was practicing with Alex and Hank for you know how many weeks or months and 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 yes like you said these are military trained dudes they even if even if power to power they weren't equal they should still have the ability to take her down uh just with a f- few moves so right. I definitely but again though this is this is just one of those things where I, I don't want to shrug and go oh shucks but it's it's a CBS show on primetime and, and we have to, you know, make, yeah, no, make, oh, no, but I, I absolutely get, no, I mean, if this yeah. was like, if, if we were dissecting a, a written comic book or, or, or a serious movie, then, then yeah, I would absolutely have your back on, on making sure. No, that I, yeah. I, I, again, I, I shouldn't even brought us down this tangent. Let's get back to the case. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, not a tangent. Um, so Vince, I know. do you think, I mean, are we to assume See, I, I'm with you on that. Uh, I mean, because it's a Dark Knight book, but Bruce is broken. He's fucking busted up, right? Yes. So, so yeah, but is Homegirl, is she going to be this, the real hero of the series? Is it going to come down so. to the daughters? I mean, figurative daughters? Is it going to come down to Soup's daughter in her? In her? Oh, it, it could. And then maybe we'll get a new world's finest yeah. out of it. Yeah. I don't know. That's you a, know that's... It, 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 in the beginning, he's he's just waxing so poetically about her and how, how much better of a of a Batman than she is than he ever was. And, yeah. You know what I mean? But even old and broken, he still manages to, manages to inspire, uh, or incite fear. Look at when he, when he says, um, yeah. go to go hell, to hell on the monitor. Like the, the, the Kryptonian, uh, priest dude doesn't even really know who he <laughs> is, but he's just like, right. I, I just, I just poop my pants. Yeah. But even, but even that scene, like where they're marching through the snow, I love that, that it wasn't him that, 
gets Kal-El fucking back in the game, it's her comment. No, it, it, yes, but he manipulated her into that. Nah, bullshit. He even nah. says it's like he he even says oh he's like how how, how amazing it was that she 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 said your people like she was the one that that got Kyle to be like wait what yeah like he, and Bruce even acknowledged that. Like I'm saying like this is Bruce doing something he's never done in well I shouldn't say that because I've read a fraction of Batman comics so excuse excuse me to all the Batman fans who are probably gonna that I, let me take that back. In the limited experience I've had reading Batman, he doesn't strike me as someone that's often even, like, outwardly praised his Robin protégés as being, like, better than him in anything. And this whole issue, he's giving her props, saying she's smarter, she's more elegant, she's, 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 you know, better, she's a better tactician, and then that she, she was the one that had the wherewithal to figure out what would actually trigger Kal-El to pay attention. Like, that's a lot of props he's given her. I don't know, it seems like, that can't be. That's got to be a conscious decision on Azarello and Frank's part, no? And she's the one leading Triple H through the snow before they get to the fortress. Triple H. So, <laughs> look at him with oh, the sledgehammer. <laughs> so she's all of that. So I mean, she is obviously oh, in the lead. She is. She's. They. It, it's good thing she doesn't look like Stephanie. Oh, thank God! It's it's. uh and it was it was nice of Supes having the time to to change his uh, change his top before he met up with the uh, with the priest and his dudes. It was the uh, yeah no I I mean to Jace's point it, it's we we have seen Bruce over the years you know give it to himself he wouldn't say it out loud but you know he's complimented Dick in the past or even you know Tim was pretty much. I think the the best Robin, just as far as the 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 well-roundedness, the the the, the not living in Batman, not not trying to be the next Batman, just to be the best Robin. He he had the smarts. He had the uh, he just and 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 he had he, he was tenacious. So uh, I, I know Bruce has silently, or at least maybe to Alfred. Um, showing appreciation to Robin, but this is like really the first time where it, you can kind of see it in his face. He, he, he lights up when talking about Carrier, seeing, seeing the reactions she gets based on her actions are just, um, he, he, he needs it. it it's, it's, it's DK3, but it's not, it's not a heavy, ba- it, it, it's not a Batman story. It's, it really is. I still call bullshit. Uh-huh. On Jay, where he said that Bruce didn't manipulate her. He certainly did in that scene. He, he pushed her because he didn't say a damn thing to, to, to Clark about the Kryptonians. Didn't, didn't specifically say your people are running roughshod over this planet. We need you. He let her do it because he knows damn well that Clark's not going to listen to him. They, they, they had a falling out or whatever. Uh, Clark retreated. They're not exactly, you know, the bosom buddies that they once were. And he lets Carrie do it, knowing that she would do it. I still think he manipulated her. I don't her think he knew scene. she was going to do it. I mean, he's trying to like, he, he's trying to kill him well, with kindness. He's over here smiling well, and saying, oh. Right, but why didn't he just come out and say it? You, you gotta come out of this cocoon. Your people are killing us. Wouldn't that have just like made? He's gotta build himself up to it. He's not, he is not going to just say, 
a master of detail is going to leave that one very important detail he's out. He's got to build up to it. He's not going to. That's crazy. This is the Ben Affleck Batman. <laughs> Who I thought was very good in the role. But anyway, um, how sweet is the Frank Miller, John Romita Jr. team? Oh, no. See, wait. I was just about to say, I think Cooper is killing it. And I really did enjoy this, the, the main issue. But, oh, Lord, if I never have to see. What I saw on that Green Lantern pages again. Uh, you not so junior oh my god, dude. Are you kidding me? These pages are great. Oh. I like the first two where they're feeding the horse and, and then. Oh, that's, yeah, but see, you could, you could tell where Junior pulled back a little bit and let Frank do it. That first page is off. Yes. Yeah. That first page oh. is so bad, words can't describe how bad it is. It is, oh my god, the third panel's awesome. The first, on the first page? Yeah, I love that panel. The gloopy. Oh look, my he, god. He didn't even continue the line weight on some of the, on some of the, 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 the contours. He's just like, fuck it. I'm going real, real deep on this one. Next one, I don't if care. If I paid JRJR to, to, for a commission and he gave me any of this stuff, I'd fucking be on the show the next week putting him on Mega Blast. Oh no, dude. They, dude, back- look at the fucking, look at the picture with how in the sky, the splash, like on page five or six, we're talking to the three chicks. I mean, like the yeah. one leg is like shriveled up and deformed. He's got a bent codpiece, like his cock is like like all Dude, that's for sure. No, he's got a, a pointy hip. It's it's he's got no nose. It's uh, come on, Vince. Like this, this see now this awesome. feels like you being contrarian to be contrarian. Oh no, I'm not. I, I am he's not. not. There, he's not. This is this is um, a primary example of of uh, less is more. But 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 Jason didn't say anything about his forearm on the left. But the the uh... <laughs> you're right. It's all Popeye and shit. <laughs> but he's I got am's what I am's, and that's all that I am. He's got brown hair here, stop. and then that's it. That that's the last you see of the board. Or the next page where he's got the biggest ass crack you've ever seen. <laughs> it's seventy three feet long. His ass crack in that page. Some people just don't know how to see. Uh-huh. You need to be trained to see. And he, he ages when he, uh, when, when he gets cut. That's, it's, I was not thrilled with the, I didn't know if this was Hal or Kyle reading half of the issue, had half of this backstory. It was just, I, 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 I love the backstory. Sorry. Why, why even, why even have JR, JR do breakdowns? Just, just let Frank do it then. Just let, is, is he, is, is he, because JR is faster. JR's faster. Well, this couldn't have taken because more than just a day or two. Then. If, if J- and, but see, now, the, 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 the Hal image on the splash, the JR and Danny Mickey, I think, I think is terrible. I don't like it at all. The cover of it? Yeah, I don't like that image at all. No. Yeah, I don't. It's, oh, that's terrible the, too. Yeah. The, the arm is coming out of his neck. <laughs> it's just whatever. No, that's bad. That's it's, bad. it's not Frank level, that's for sure. <laughs> Not anywhere near Frank. Yeah, I can forgive Frank because the dude's on his deathbed. Like I can understand, dude. These Frank still got it. He he is dripping with it. This these pages. I don't. These page, back pages are amazing. Wow. They're I, so I, good. God bless you. <laughs> no, I love that we. I love that. Like I love that you can like take. Like I love that you see. You know, you're you're all about that art life. I love that you can like as a person who's obsessed with art, you can look at that and like take great pleasure in it. I love it. Because I look so at it, I'm like, all oh, hails to the nah. You think somebody's going to retrieve the hand? Oh, they, they have to. Yeah. see through it in the space. Yeah. I mean, I dug the story. I, that's the thing. Like, I, that's why I told you I think, Frank, like, I, I thought the story was dope. Like, I, I, 
No. I like the idea of these three chicks or like three white and they're like they're they're basically begging for how to strap one on and and dominate them and then when they realize that they can't they just fucking dispatch them and yeah. I, I like that's cool. I mean yeah. I'm with that. Remind me like the uh the uh like Monty Python, right? And and when the when the yeah. when they walk in and all the women want to have but yeah, that that was cool. There's a decidedly European approach to that backstory. I decidedly. like it a lot. That's what I said, didn't yes, I? Yes. I'm agreeing. Yeah. For emphasis. Good. I just wish, um, Jim Lee didn't do all the covers for these deluxe editions. Oh, oh, you mean his sketch covers? Yeah. yeah I'm not, I'm, I, they're okay. I mean, it, it, they're, they're so rote. Each one looks like the one before. It's, there's really sure. nothing notable about them. I mean, there's, they're notable in the fact that it's a man who could draw, it's a man who could draw very well drawing Batman, which is notable, I guess, but I mean, I don't know. I just, I, I, I like Jim Lee, but I, he doesn't send me over the moon. Right. I respect the skill. That's about it. Yeah, I'm with you there. I like that. So. I mean, I, I like the Cuber cover in the snow. I like that. I don't, you're not getting the deluxe edition? I, I'm, the, no, I'm, the hardcover ones? Uh, no. Mm. no. I can't wait to see what the spine image is going to be. <laughs> I, have a, I have an inkling it may be Batman. I think it is. But yeah, they're going to look so sweet on the shelf. And then we get that slip case with the last one. Oh, come on. Oh. I'm, I'm all up in all it. Up in it. They do an absolute edition of this too. I get that too. You know you will. I know. I'm such a sucker. Yeah, wow. And and the uh the Batman using guns in the movie is explained. No. I refuse yes, to accept that. I need to know that it's, it's just he's Batman, he doesn't use guns, goes against everything I ever learned my entire life. You can't tell me any different. I refuse yeah. to watch it and it's find just, out for myself. Listen closely whenever he talks. I know, about. it's fine. It's I I will see it, with, you know, like at, at at Tanagra. My eyes are going to be open, like my arms, and we'll just I'll I'll judge it based on on what I see. And I don't it. I probably would have seen it by now, but apparently um, there was some miscommunication. I'm I'm going to see it this weekend. Would I have to see it by myself? Good or not? I I, I the plan is for me to see it this weekend. Three minutes are worth the price of admission, not just on their own. Do you see uh, Hollywood Reporter had a story today about uh, Warner Brothers is in total turmoil now? Oh, really? Yeah. Because, uh, but I, I, now see, all right, I heard it made 400 and some million dollars, like, worldwide. 422 and a half, yeah. What did it cost to make? Is that not- They also like, marketed the shit out yeah, of it. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to get real numbers, but I saw a couple, cause you know, I get a lot of, uh, like, Wall Street sell side reports about Time Warner, you know, like, and, and the, I saw a couple of reports last week previewed before the movie came out, just the expectations and a few of the analysts pegged the total cost of production plus marketing to be that the, the basically it would have to do global box office of north of 900 million to turn a profit. Oh man. So, you know, take that for what it's worth, but I think that's ridiculous amount of money to spend on a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I think that's right. Yeah. 
All right. But look, I mean, I listen, that being said, I'm stoked for Suicide Squad, and I actually suspect that's going to be a big hit and a, and a profitable Me one. Me too. Because I, I, they too. didn't spend a lot of money on it. They gave Will Smith back end points on it. He's trying to pull like a Harrison Ford deal. Yeah. So. The only, and, and, you know, whether it's, you want to say that, oh, it, it was always planned and they're making headlines out of nothing for no reason. The, the only thing people are going to, to point at now are the fact that, oh, they're, they're, they're going back to do reshoots to make it funny. And that, that could be just misconstrued in so many different ways. And, and it doesn't necessarily mean that all of a sudden Killer Croc or somebody's going to start being a cut up. It, it could just be side character. You don't. I'm glad you brought that up because I, I, I jumped into a conversation on Twitter about that when I saw the news and hadn't really been paying attention. And I made some flippant remark about that can't be good news. And Gabriel, uh, Hardman actually chimed in and said that, um, and I just honestly didn't know this. He, he said that we would be shocked at how many films go to reshoots. And while he doesn't necessarily want to see the film or think it's going to be good, he, he wouldn't ascribe any, no, he was just saying he wouldn't ascribe any qualitative value to reshoots, that there have been plenty of films that did reshoots and it was a true abomination and actually many films that did reshoots and it made the film much better and, and, you know, they were smart. So just in other words, it's, the fact they're doing reshoots doesn't, and he brought up World War Z. You know, he said that oh, World shit. War Z was notorious and he's right about, they did, I think, two or three rounds of reshoots over the course of a year mm. and the film was a, a major success as a out. result. So. Okay. Oh, you guys didn't like World War Z? I liked Z? it a lot, yeah. I mean, I thought it was pretty good. I, I, I like the, um, the R-rated version, the, the PG-13 didn't do anything for me. Mm. Um, the, uh, well, the Suicide Squad is definitely one where just, just based on the trailer alone, cause we, the trailer was on before Deadpool and by the time the trailer was done, Renee said, well, we'll be in the theater in August to see it. Nice. Hmm. You got the order. Yeah. There you go. Did she put the wax on it and stamp it with the ring? No, no, not, not, <laughs> not in the theater, not until we got home. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So what else did you read? Go, why don't you just both talk about, uh, Black Panther? Tell me why I should read it. Why? Well, yeah. cause you know how awesome Brian Stelfreeze is. Mm, looking good up in here. Oh, I agree real. with and you. The character designs are great. It, dude, there, cause if you read some of the back matter on, yeah. on the first issue, my man, he put a lot, not, not just coats, but like Stelfreeze put a lot of thought into making Wakanda its own character and the citizens of Wakanda. It's with the technology and the whole thing with the beads. It's just, it's insane, but you know, still freeze is going to bring it. It's colored by Laura Martin, who they work amazingly well together. Uh, but this was, this is Tahanasi Coates first comic book work. He's been a writer, a professional writer for uh, two decades, but this is his first comic book. And he, he knows what he likes to see in a comic. He knows the type of comics he likes to read. Um, and now he has to actually do that and, and make it entertaining for the readers. And, and, uh, I, based on the first issue here, my man succeeds. It's, uh, I am before I even got to the last page, I was all in it. It's, it's not what was interesting though is when you, um, when Stelfreeze was talking about streamlining or or, uh, or or tweaking Black Panther's look, he um, 
he said that he was never really a fan of um he likes the simplicity of the Black Panther costume. Costume I've never liked when people give him flashy capes and other adornments. Perhaps if he was called the Black Lion, those would make sense. But Black Panther suggests a sleek efficiency, so I'm staying simple. And all I thought about was that first issue cover by text where he's running up the side of the building and he's got the the gold around his neck and he's got the fur and and but I get what Priest was was going for. I mean, this is a king. Just if you, 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 you see coming to America, you know the kind of character Eddie Murphy is and, and what he's wearing. And that's, that's royalty. That, that's what's expected. But I mean, if he's home, if he's in Wakanda, you don't need the flashiness. And, and, and I mean, that, that's fine when you're visiting other lands and, and, and you're, you're royalty. But, uh, for here, I think it absolutely works. And you have the real, the way Stelfreeze is drawing the technology when, when his mask is coming on or even, um, the, the the jail cells there's just so much dude it is a fantastic first issue and you know whether you read um secret wars or 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 do more or anything that came before this you didn't have to read the 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 three issue aaron stuff you didn't have to read the hudland stuff or 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 even you really didn't even have to read the priest stuff to enjoy this first issue i it, it was going to be my inner travels, but the fact that Jason read it and we're able to talk about it is, is just, it's, man, I'll, I'll, I'll get tired just talking about this issue. Yeah. I, I mean, this is a book we've, we've been waiting intensely for, uh, ever since it was announced that he was going to take over the book. Uh, our, our listenership, unless you're new, no, no surprise. Dap and I are huge Black Panther fans. Um, uh, and, and, as you noted, David, uh, he's new to the comics world, but this is a guy that is not just a writer, but w- widely, without hyperbole, considered to be one of the great young voices um, in literature in our country today. Um, I mean, the dude is as critically acclaimed an author as one can find. I mean, I, I mean, uh, you know, he won the National Book Award for God's sakes, uh, and I will tell you that. Um, that uh, if 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 someone hasn't read it, you, you want to between the world and me is a is an astoundingly amazing book. Uh, it's it's and, and as a, middle, a, a close to middle aged white man, it's it's a it's a book that every I think every person of not of color should should read if you want some perspective as to what it's actually to be like a to be a person of color in today's society. Um, but enough of that. Um, listen, I I I think the cool thing of it. I'm really interested in the reception of this book because the first issue is very light on action or superheroism. It's pretty much a political drama. And um, uh, Coates did an interview on NPR uh, in conjunction with the launch of the book. And he flat out acknowledges that, uh, that the thing he's most worried about is the lack of action and that he, and and what little action there is in the book is there simply because it has to be, and it's not what moves him. Um, he wants to tell a tale about the political uh, aspects of this man and uh, what it would really mean to a country that's that in the Marvel universe, Wakanda is arguably the most impressive country, right? It's the most technologically proficient. They have no one. They have no poverty. 
Um, they're self-sustaining, uber wealthy. They're, uh, you know, they're at the forefront of all innovation. Um, and they had never been conquered and now they've been conquered and attacked. And what does that mean? What would that mean to a country that, um, that no longer believes in the ability of its sovereign ruler to protect them when it was such an instantiated part of their existence? And when, how would that change the country? Um, so I think that's, I mean, I'm personally super intrigued by how that plays out. The question is, will that be enough of a draw to the average Marvel comics reader who maybe is expecting, you know, the dude they've seen in scenes from civil war, uh, um, cause that's not the guy that they're getting here. Uh, but still freeze looks unbelievable. As you said, David, um, and I'm with you. I, I think it's neat what they've done with the costume. It's, it's this very streamlined, uh, suit, but it's almost like, um, it's, it's almost like Iron Man's, uh, armor in that it, it, it's, it's, it, like the, the mask, like, can retract or go around his face. It's, it's technology. It's, it's almost like nano, like nano yeah, weave yeah. polymer. Like it, it just, it just like folds off of him when he wants to talk and it like folds on him when he's getting ready to fight, which I thought was a neat, a neat touch. And it's, um, when, yeah. when, when the mask was forming, it's, it's very Kirby-esque in his, in, in its, uh, in mm-hmm. its look. Yeah. Um, he, I just here's the thing about, uh, the, the lack of action. He, this is from an NPO, NPR interview he did recently. He said, uh, I don't know, man. To be honest, uh, that's the one thing I'm worried about with this run. I'm worried about keeping people's attention. I feel like if there's one weakness in this series, it's that the fighting is there because it has to be. It probably is not the thing that interests me. And so I wonder about that. I did the best I could with that. Fighting, I guess, was never the real reason I read comic books as a kid. The fighting was an important part, an integral part. Uh, I don't know I would have read without it. Uh, and there's more of that later, like even in the next issue, there's more of him tossing people around because it has to be there, but it probably is not a thing that moved my soul. So, you know, just, this is going to be a political book. It's going to be a book about the, the man and the legend of the Black Panther versus the superhero of Black Panther, I think. So, and I dig that. I mean, I, I would argue that's a lot of what made Priest run great. A different mm-hmm. vibe, right? I mean, Priest, yeah. Priest, Priest was, Priest did a great job of balancing all the aspects and, and there was certainly some humor in priest run as well. Um, intermixed words. I, I don't get the sense we're going to get too much humor from this series. Yeah. I don't see Everett Ross popping up and yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But it's, um, you, you do have some of those things that made the, the priest run. So remembered the, the, um, the wives of, uh, or, or the Royal guard of, of black Panther and, um, there is, I, I did not finish the previous version cause I, actually now that I think about it, I don't think I finished Doom War, but I, um, I don't remember or I never read anything that dealt with Shuri's fate. So the fact that this is also something that is, is driving T'Challa and, uh, is, is a nice, there's a lot going on. He, he's got to deal with this threat. He's, he's, uh, he, he's dealing with his sister. He's, he's, uh, mom is over here executing people and, and, you know, but that's because it's her, it, it's her job. It's not like she's just going around chopping people's heads off. There are, there are rules and laws and, and they must be obeyed and, and she is upholding that. So it's, it's, 
it's very hard to really be angry with anybody in the royal family because they're doing what is expected or, 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 you know, you have to face your actions have consequences and, and that's, that, that's kind of what people are dealing with. So I'm, I, when you, when I read everything that's going on in the first issue, the, uh, the big bad is, is quite interesting because it's almost they're they're kind of sneaking in somewhat. I mean, they're, they're at the beginning of the issue, but, uh, but because the child is dealing with other things, uh, that's not his, uh, not to me in this issue, that's not on the forefront of his mind, even though it's, he's probably is thinking about it, obviously. But, uh, when you get further into the issue and, and you find out what they're, they're doing, what they're planning on doing, it's, uh, it, it's, I don't know how someone like, I don't know how Black Panther's going to combat that. I don't know how he can kind of, which, which makes sense if, if Coates is saying, listen, you know, there's not going to be a whole lot of, of, of biff, bam, boom and, and, and smacking people around. It, this, this kind of isn't really the, the, the threat that Black Panther can throw his fists at. So I, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm all for it. I, 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 cause I mean, we're, we're seeing, we're seeing the fighting in, in, in every Avengers book and, um, and, and Spidey and, and Sam Wilson. And, you know, so I mean, to, to actually have a, a Marvel book where, because it's not like the child is hanging out in Manhattan or, or wherever the hell Avengers are hanging out these days. It's, it, this is his homeland. It's where he's living and it's, it's more of a simmer. It's, it's, it's just, it's not. So in your face, you kind of actually slow down and, and you have to take it in. And, and when Stelfreeze is drawing things like this, it's very easy to just sit on a page and read what's going on instead of, you're not flipping through this book in five minutes. If you are this, then you're not, you're just not paying attention. To, you're not the audience for the book. You're just not. You're not. You're not. Diamond. Damn you. It sounds good, but. You'll read it. Eventually, I guess. It's going to be a hard sell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. Uh, yeah. It's exactly what I was hoping for. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Win-win. Yeah, absolutely. Neat. You said you read a ton, dude. Break it off. Break him off something. (laughs) Break me off a piece. Word. It's, um, it's a Marvel book. (laughs) I haven't had any of those yet. (laughs) Freaking stunned. Um, collects the first 22 issues of this often overlooked series um when we say infinity gauntlet we usually think of the miniseries with the same name or the many uh permutations thereof and uh the uh, thanos and jim starlin and we also think of the uh, the new trilogy that he's doing, but there's a book that like kind of gets pushed to the wayside whenever we delve into the Infinity Gauntlet mythology, and that's the Infinity Watch, which is is it, uh, let's just call it what it is. It's Warlock and the Infinity Watch. Twenty two issues. Um, I read them when they came out, and I really enjoyed it. But um, in rereading them. This is a truly great series. Mm-hmm. James it really is. Now is 
punching his uh, fist in the air at this. It's his favorite series of all time. In, in, in a lot of ways, I think it's better. Uh, it's better Starlin than the miniseries that inspired all this. I think this is better than Infinity Gauntlet mm-hmm. in, in a lot of ways. Um, of course, written by Jim Starlin. Art on this book. Heavy hitters, mm-hmm. all of them. Angel Medina, Rick Leonardi, Tom Ranney, Tom Grinberg, um, inked by Terry Austin, ah, oh, uh, Bob Allman, Keith Williams. Um, what it, in twenty-two issues we explore what it is to be Adam Warlock, a guy who emerged from a cocoon, fully formed, did not have the benefit of experience and and trial and error and and the the just like what we take for granted as as organisms that were born and matured over time adam warlock was just spit out of that cocoon him back in the uh fantastic four right um as a fully grown being and and basically he was a child he he was experiencing reality for the first time and didn't really I mean, he had no, he, he was a blank slate, right? He had no experience at all. And to be, um, infused with that much power and not know how to use it, that's the whole point of, of the Infinity Watch. Uh, the, the, um, the Living Tribunal calls, um, a, uh, um, a jury together and he makes the decree that, look, Adam, you have not exactly been a bastion of, of mental stability in the past. <laughs> and, and here you have, you're, you're now elevated to the level of a god. You have the gauntlet. You have all six infinity gems. There's really nothing you can't do. And, and we're a bit concerned because, well, I'm just going to say it. You're a little nutty. <laughs> You've proven in the past that you're, you're, you're borderline batshit crazy uh you 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 spit forth the magus who was your your dark side made flesh and he did a lot of nasty things and and um this series it 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 was born out of infinity gauntlet but it also um encompasses uh infinity war and infinity crusade like all those things go on uh, Marvel was hot and heavy with the Infinity stuff there for a, little a bit, while. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in these 22 issues, we, we get two other permutations of the Infinity Gauntlet. So it's, it's cool to see. But, man, it's amazing. I mean, so the, the tribunal, uh, takes the Gauntlet away from, um, Warlock. And at first he kind of puts up a fight. He's like, I shall surrender this gauntlet to no one. And he, and he, and he's blowing the shit out of Galactus and the, uh, the stranger. There's a celestial there. Um, master order. There's a watcher. Uh, eternity, of course, is there because eternity is the one who kickstarted the whole thing because, you know, eternity, in terms of of power eternity is pretty much top of the the food chain right and and he doesn't take kindly to someone eclipsing his might because i mean he's eternity right um mistress love is here lord chaos um epic that was the uh um what was his name eon uh, you know 
spoot forth epic and um master hates here and adam warlock has really no problem with any of them i mean what kind of power is that Mm -hmm. when you got the gauntlet and you can just throw beings like just to throw galactus around that's got to give you a little bit of a rise in the pants right or a celestial we should rank power sets one of these days like who's more powerful a celestial or galactus i would like who knows like it's just galactus yeah, I'm gonna say Galactus too, but then um it it's implied that the the living tribunal is even more powerful than eternity in this thing. Hmm. Yeah. But anyway Bullshit man. <laughs> Adam Adam Warlock gives up the gauntlet a little too quickly. Like he's all like, Yeah, I can handle it, and he's like, No, nah, I can't handle it, you're right. And and he gives up the gauntlet. And and the deal is the gauntlet can't remain intact. It's just too dangerous to have that that um, level of weapon available to someone just, you know, to take complete. So they break up the, the gems and, and it's, uh, given to Adam Warlock to, to, uh, select guardians for the gems. And it's really, I mean, he, he does a good job in, in picking the, uh, well, Jim Starlin does a, a great job in picking the Infinity Watch because he goes with Pip the Troll, right? Gamora. Yes, sir. Drac, Drax, who's basically a child. Yeah. Uh, Moon Dragon. And he gives another one to, uh, an unnamed person. And I'm not going to spoil that because you need to read it. Uh, it's, it, that's one of the major, um, who? It, uh, you know, who do you give it to? They don't, Starlin does not fess up initially. It, it goes on for a number of issues. Um, and, and their base of operations? Oh, it's, it's like the, the, the Starlin just crept into my soul. It's Monster Island. The Mole Man's Monster Island. So you have all these classic Kirby and Lee monsters traipsing around and the Mole Man. And the Mole Man's reasoning for, um, offering up his island as a base of operations to the, uh, the Infinity Watch is like, I just need friends. That's it. He just needs friends. That's all you really need to know, right? It's the Mole Man. I guess the Moloids offer only a, a, a limited amount of, of companionship, <laughs> so he needs they need someone to talk to. But um, it's this is really an amazing series. Not only the writing is is top notch. There's really nothing superfluous in in this. Like Starlin knows Adam Warlock, of course, sure. right? And, and, uh, he really rings out every bit of, of, of worth out of Adam Warlock. Um, there's, it, it's, it's riddled with self-doubt, of course, cause it's Warlock, right? Um, and he takes care of the past where Adam was the savior of counter-earth and, and bested the man-beast. Man-beast comes back and they settle that old dispute. Um, he takes into account the period where Adam went nuts. And nice. <laughs> what's what was that? Did you shit? Someone sharded. Holy, holy crap. You better wipe, dude. Um, and, um, he, he, uh, the, the, he goes through the various phases of Adam Warlock. And at one point, um, I think it's issue 15, uh, Eternity confronts Adam and he's like, dude, you gotta, account for all your personalities because you're splintered 
you, you got the Magus, who's your dark side. You got him, who was your your infantile side. You were the warrior. You you know you were the 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 savior, and and like you're shunning every because after um in, uh, Infinity War is it comes first or was it Crusade? After one of them, Warlock goes into this comatose state after he uh you know dispatches the Magus and um. Eternity just says you really need to 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 at least embrace what you were. I mean, it was you, so you got to account for that. And symbolically, Starlin shows it by all of the different personalities of Adam Warlock. Like he absorbs them into his physical being. That's cool. That's that's cosmic. That's Starlin, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the best, the single best issue of the entire run is issue nine. And it's all about Gamora. Which is weird because the book should be about, uh, the best issue should be about Warlock, right? Cause it's his book. But I, I think the best issue definitely is, is the one with Gamora because, uh, it goes into the whole past with, uh, Thanos and how he, um, quote saved her and she was accosted by uh a band of street thugs beaten almost to death and he uh augmented her her physicality with like almost indestructible it's like a, almost a wolverine type story she was augmented with um very very resilient bone structure and then he trained her and uh he was, I don't want to, there's no using the word nice with Thanos, but he was simultaneously a dick to her and kind of her savior in a way, right? But the whole um, point of the issue was Galactus kind of rapes her in a, in a, in a sense because he invades her body without her permission. That's rape, right? And uses her to save infinity from um this uh well he i don't have to go into detail he he uses her to save infinity and she ends up saving not only um in in fi- uh, not infinity damn it I've, i i blew the the uh i blew the the ending of that but that's okay eternity and infinity was wrapped up with him too in this little black cocoon but it's it's that's not the point of the issue the point of the issue is to 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 unveil the backstory of gomorrah and i the, if you've if you haven't read this and you've only know gomorrah from the guardians of the galaxy movie that only scratches the surface of what happened to her mm-hmm. yeah yeah she has a a mad on for for thanos <laughs> many people do right but you don't really get the depth of of what she went through Unless you, you, you know, you read this issue and it was drawn by Angel Medina. There's a guy who doesn't get enough accolades. I, I don't think. Right. Yeah. Medina's great. He, he is amazing. And, um, and then, uh, in issue 10, let me see. I want to make sure it's issue 10. Yeah. Um, Thanos fights Thanos. It's a great issue. Um, the, the Magus. Is, is holed up in this, this safe house type thing and he creates a doppelganger that is, uh, as doppelgangers go, a duplicate in every way of Thanos. But he controls it. And Thanos gets there and fights himself. 
and the the doppelganger is somewhat more powerful like it was augmented by the magus mm-hmm. and thanos our thanos manages to beat the doppelganger even though he is not as powerful because he's thanos and he knows how he thinks he knows what he would do and um it's really neat when when he beats the doppelganger the doppelganger's soul takes the form of a butterfly and Thanos just picks the wing of the butterfly, looks at it, and then he devours it. And and um, Angel Medina draws a panel of Thanos just chomping down on the butterfly. And you see the wing sticking out of his mouth. And he is relishing like he devoured his own soul. That's nuts. It's crazy. Um, and I ordered this book through DCB service. It's a little pricey. It was um, $39.99 for 22 issues, but the reason why I ordered it in the first place, I got 50% off. Sick. So it only cost me 17 bucks. That's how we do. Yeah, that's how we do. And I, I you know, the, 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 there's a lot of joy in, be, in being able to read 22 issues straight mm-hmm. of a really great series like this. Um, uh, Drax hauls off against the Hulk. And this is Pantheon Hulk. <laughs> so it's so it's smart. smart. Yeah. And um uh just destroying the city. Uh there's a really nice investigation of Moon Dragon because not a lot of people are aware of this, or at least um maybe they will be what now with the movies, but Drax is Moon Dragon's father. Yep. And that's I mean how, I think Moon Dragon was very underutilized in her day, not not the during Defenders. the Infinity, not in the Infinity stuff, but before that. Yeah, I mean she was she was in the Avengers and in the Defenders, but Moon Dragon really hadn't been all that explored. Yeah, I agree. She was very much a background not, character in the Avengers. Yeah, not to the level of of the more you know prominent characters, mm-hmm. but I think there's a lot of layers to Moon Dragon. I really do. And I'm, I'm not just basing my opinion solely on the fact that she wanders around almost naked. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, that, there's that. But, um, the whole thing, like, she killed her father and he doesn't know about it because she, she did it in a way where it, it, uh, accosted his brain and he was reduced to the childlike state that he, you know, this incarnation of Drax, the big dummy, the purple and green Drax. Who still wants to kill Thanos. That's one of the things he retained. But he's basically a child and he doesn't know, at least for, you know, a lot of the series that Moondragon is his daughter. And the whole reason why, uh, the two are connected to Thanos to begin with was Thanos was, was on Earth and didn't want to leave any witnesses. So he blasted, um, the, the car containing uh, Moon Dragon and her parents and, uh, basically killed the parents and Moon Dragon's story progressed from there. But so Drax has a real deep seated hatred for, for Thanos. This, I mean, this is nothing new. I'm not saying this is no, I'm, this is not new information for anyone, but, um, all that's explored in this series. This is a really great series. It is. And I think, I think the inclusion of the Mole Man was a brilliant touch. I really do. Um, 
if if I had to rank the art chores, I wouldn't put Grindberg anywhere near the mm-hmm. top. This is not his best work. It's 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 solid, but when you, uh, the benefit of these collections is you get the hindsight. It's built in, right? You sure. can see where um, to follow Angel Medina and Rick Leonardi. Like I, I have much, much, much love for Rick Leonardi. Right. I always have. To follow those two giants, and basically, I'll be honest. I think Reinberg lowballed it. I don't know whether he was under uh, the dreaded deadline doom or, uh, you know, I don't know what the case was. But when when you get the the uh, the benefit to compare within the same book, the surrounding issues, I mean, there's really no comparison at all. It's it's Grindberg's work suffers in, uh, in relation to the, the, the bookends. But. That's not to say it's bad, truly bad. It's not. It's just not as good as the issues that surround it. And um, you also get Gamora, who's having a little bit of uh, struggle with the time gem, and she's getting these flashes of um, of possible future events. And Medina draws them, or is it Rainy? No, it's Rainy. Rainy draws them, oh, dude, with uh, duo tint. The, the craft in paper. Oh my God. And they're black and white and grays. They're amazing. There's one where, um, Warlock is, is on the Ankh. He's crucified and it's a combination of the, the, the craft tint paper and color. It is just an astounding, astounding image. I want to make sure that that one was Ranny. I think it was. I can't tell. Cause there's a neighbor. He's great. Um, no, that was Ranny too. Uh, yeah, and, uh, Tom draws a great Gamora. And there's a, there's a, a double page splash at the end of one of the issues where it leads in, into Infinity War number four, and Ranny basically draws everybody. Alpha Flight's there, Fantastic Four, the X-Men, Avengers, um, Strong guys there. Uh, it's Nova, the Hulk. Like he draws this huge assemblage of characters, and it's it's great. It's really amazing. Uh, if if I had to critique Ranny's work on this, he tended to pose Moondragon a bit too much. Mm. But I mean, she's almost naked. Why wouldn't Smart he pose? Yeah, yeah. No, Hulk this is, is a beautiful. Gr- <laughs> it's a great, really great book. Um. I like I said I hold this Infinity Watch in higher esteem than Infinity Gauntlet, which is mm. that's saying something. That is saying right? something. I got to think about that. I think the art's better. I, I got love for Perez, mm-hmm. but I, I think uh, by and large the Medina and the the Leonardi and and uh, Ranny stuff is is a from i would rather see this than perez i i like perez bordering on love i think he's a bit too detailed i think he's more detailed than he needs to be mm-hmm. but i i just love this book and um there's a second volume coming out very soon so you're going to be able to buy the entire run of infinity gauntlet for like whatever less than a buck an issue if you get through dcb service Bargain. do it do it great stuff it's pure joy the cosmic stuff always makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Damn. What else we got? Uh, I read the 
fifth arc of East of West. Oh, fifth arc already? Yeah, man. Oh my god. She's 20 through 24. Ugh. Mm-hmm. I am so behind. Big time, yeah, me too. Was it good? Well, that's it was so How good was it? Good was it? Oh, so good, man. So good. Um, do tell. It's uh, so. Just as a reprisal for those that don't know, this is a uh, image book by uh, Jonathan Hickman on writing chores and Nick Dragata on art, Frank Martin on colors, Russ Wooten on letters. Uh, it is essentially a sci-fi western setting. It's got a lot of homages to spaghetti westerns, a lot of homages to Hickman's favorite science fiction films, but... But it's essentially a story of um, the coming of the, po- of the apocalypse. And if there is such a thing as a protagonist, it's death in the book. Although uh, it's a very, as is typical of Hickman, it's a very complicated, far-reaching cast. So in this arc, you don't see death or the horsemen of the apocalypse until the final issue of the arc. The rest of the story is about the power players of each of the nation states and other jockeying for position. Um, it's just so engaging. I mean, I, I just, the art, uh, is, this just incredible. I mean, Dragata just draws these incredible set pieces that, uh, you know, it seems like an odd thing when you say sci-fi western, but if you look at the pages, you get it immediately. I mean, there's no lack of clarity as to what it, what it is that he's conveying. Um, but what's the most interesting about and and so and in this arc, we we don't we actually don't see um, Death's son, who is Apocalypse. We don't see him at all. Um, this so we, this is really in many ways a a furthering of the. I guess I don't know if we call them human, but of the of the uh, of the more of the more human players um, and their motivations. So we've got the endless nation, and they're playing both sides. You've got um, you've got the PRA, and uh, let's just say w- another group of people make a move on the PRA, and it's a bad bad decision because um, because the leader Jalen is is not to be trifled with. Um, and the scenes where there's an assassination attempt of one of the main characters. And when that person rebuffs the assassination attempt, let me just say that the issue, it's like reading a comic version of a, um, of like a, uh, Korean action film, you know, um, it's, it's just nonstop action, but so well choreographed on the page. It's incredible. Uh, you can feel the movement. You can, you can, you can, it's, it's, I was reading the issue thinking I'm almost feeling like I was watching a movie. Uh, and kudos to Dragata on that because that's not easy to pull off. Um, but I don't know how long the series is supposed to go, but I just say that this, this arc puts a lot of things that have been in the background into motion. So I have a feeling that we're coming upon a pretty major crescendo in the story. Um, Including the the horsemen of the apocalypse 
other than death, so war, famine, and conquest, um, as you guys know, are portrayed through the book as somewhat childish in their physical demeanor. Um, and let's just say that that changes in a very cool way uh, in this arc, which is another uh, indication that shit is getting very real. <laughs> um, the the wealthy nation state, you know, that's essentially run by the uh, by the king and his you know his fourteen sons. Um, we find out something about the prince that I totally didn't see coming, and based on what we find out, it's pretty clear that almost everything we thought we knew about each of the political players and their allegiances is, uh, is wrong. Uh, we also see, um, that Vince, you know, your, one of your favorite things is probably the, uh, depiction of the, uh, uh, you know, the creature that grew out of the hand of, yes. yeah. So that thing just keeps getting more and more grotesque. And in this case, uh, he needs to send a message to the chosen. So, um, so in order to do that, he writes, uh, a specific message to each of the chosen in blood. And then the creature that grew out of his hand, uh, like spews out these, demon bat bird like creatures from his body <laughs> to serve as messenger pigeons for these seven oh, messages. Man. And it's man. so cool seeing each of them arrive to the chosen. Like in one case it just arrives and they the the, the person takes the message and reads it. And another one the and, and, you know and that's the president. And another one is coming for Bell Solomon and he shoots the thing out of the air. And another one, Jaling slices it in half as it's arriving and it's just it, it's it the arrival of each is is so well orchestrated relative to the character with which the message is arriving um so yeah things are in motion it feels like we're getting ready to uh have everything hit the fan and um and we still don't know i mean we don't know what death is going to do here um you know death has had crow and wolf as his sidekicks throughout the whole book and, and, uh, situations force their separation in this arc, um, which complicates things in terms of death had, death was not prepared for that. He wasn't prepared to be separated from them, but it's inevitable for a while. So, uh, yeah, just a lot of, just a series that, um, I hadn't read an issue in probably six, eight months and yet I didn't feel at all like I needed to go back and catch up, which happens a lot. I mean, I find these days, if I don't read a series for a while, I often feel compelled to go back and read True. an issue or two of what I'd yeah. already read to re prime the pump. And I didn't need to with this. I remembered immediately where we left off. And I always view that as a testament to the storyteller. So uh, it's it's real cool. It's real cool. And uh, beware John Freeman, that's all I'll say. <laughs> hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I got to catch up on Oh, that. it's so good. Yeah. It's so fucking good. I mean, your God, your God is art just, just slays me. Oh, my God. Now, there's a guy, you talk, I mean, there's a guy with, he, he's got a very, uh, 
uh, economic line. Yeah, sure. There's not a lot of line work on the page. You know, there's there's not a lot of cross hatching. The backgrounds on many many scenes are relatively de minimis. Um, but it's not at all at the expense of the storytelling. Some people use a whole lot of words to express one little concept. Um, I'm guilty of that, right? And some guys can can be eloquent and and say um, an entire paragraph in in like five seven words. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's economy and it's just it's training and 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 the the wisdom and the and the the instinct and the knowledge of what to include and what not to include it's the best part. i love um to 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 experience the various styles because it's there's not a case of any one way being better than the other it's just that you have a lot of people that can speak diarrhea of the mouth and they're they're really compelling to to experience right some of them yeah. And then you have your, 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 your more, um, or your, your less verbose people that can say it in, in very few words. I, it, it's great to, to, to see both or to experience both. Right? Mo's deaf. You are right. Yeah. I love it. Art is the best. Frank said music was the best. Uh, I will fine tune that to say art because that encompasses music art as well. Art is everything, Vince. It, it truly is, dude. There's no denying it. You know, it's why I got it branded on my body. It is, it is. Yes, Alright. We still gotta talk about stuff. I mean, we can't go. Not yet. I agree. There's gotta be more that we need to discuss. Do you guys go through your previews? I placed my order already. Uh, I haven't placed my order, but I did, of course, go through previews with, uh, Lee this past weekend. I didn't, uh, I, I am up to, IDW and Top Shelf, I haven't, uh, I mean, it, it helped that there was no DC to go through, so that, that sped things up a little That's bit. That's coming this but, week. That's yeah. really, it's very, very strange. Because they and you didn't know want to, they yeah. want, they wanted to announce everything at the convention as far as Rebirth goes. They didn't want it to be in previews and ruin the surprise. Right. It seems like they're going, I mean, Image has got its own previews now. Yeah, uh, Marvel's had its own previews, and not, it's, I don't know. It's going to be a new thing where each is just going to have their own book. I wonder. It, well, the new thing is the old thing because that's what happened. Yeah, you're that, right. That, that's yeah. what split shit up. So I, mm-hmm. I, it's I guess it makes sense. If the, I mean, at least with the with the Marvel previews, it's just a straight up. This is what's coming from Marvel this month. The image previews is going to have a um, uh, four page. Yeah, so I, it, every month, and I, I, I'm guessing like. I don't know how long it will last if they're trying to do interviews and, and other behind the scenes type stuff. Um, but I guess it gives you a little bit more than just reading previews, which again, previews itself is, is the catalog for the retailers. Now, now we're kind of catering things for the, um, the, the people buying the books from the retailer. It's just, it, it's right. Just, just, just give me a catalog. I'll flip through it. Whatever strikes my fancy, then uh, I'll, I'll go for it. Now, now, now we have more. We have previews and then a few extra catalogs from from other dudes. So it's. I just, I, I just want to streamline the process. I yeah. Just, 
I'm, I'm looking at the DC page and I didn't realize something until I actually went on DCBService.com mm-hmm. to place my order. I think DC is, could have been more explicit in, in how they were going to approach this rebirth thing because for each book, there's a rebirth issue and then there's a number one. Mm. I didn't notice that. Like there's a rebirth Batman. Then there's a Batman number one, which is, is tagged rebirth. So there's really two issues of, of, you know, if you're going to order this month and sometimes there's three because I think oh. with the double shipping, you got to order issue one and two at the same time. Right. Right. It's just like, I, I don't think they, they should have shipped Batman Rebirth and Batman number one in parentheses Rebirth. So I get you. Th- the same month. Right. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Roll them out. Get it, get all the Rebirth out of the way. And then the next month, do your number ones. Yeah. Uh, DCBS has the bundle though. I'm going to get the bundle. And the bundle is ex- exceptionally cheap. I think. What is sixty percent off? Dude. Yeah, you can get nineteen comics for, for what twenty? Uh, Twenty-three bucks. That's insane. That's great. That's insane. Yeah, that's awesome. And I was so close to to ordering that, but I, like I said, I have to I have to measure. I have to I have to really watch myself with this because if I order the first issue, I'm not going to be happy unless I order the first arc, just to give them a chance, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, you're getting a good deal on the first one, but rest assured, you're, you're going back to probably 50% yeah. off for the rest of the Dude, them. I, I, it hurt my heart to see Wacky Raceland number one's cover. Oh, I didn't even see it. Where'd oh, you see my, that? I, on the interwebs. Who drew it? I don't even know. It's, it, <laughs> dude, it's, it's, as, as you know, Wacky Races is my shit. Yeah. Yes. I, uh, it's one of the few gold key comics I own. Number, Wacky Races number one. This looked like there's not <laughs> a thing about it that's cartoony. It's, the cover made it look like this is gonna be Mad Max Death Race 3000. Oh my god, are you serious? Yeah, it's, it looks like mask, like that mask shit. Oh shit. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's rough. <laughs> Kidding, of course. You know who would kill this? Matthew Allison. Yeah, that's, that's, that's rough. Uh, no argument there. But, I mean, there, there are other images here that look more cartoony. Of Wacky I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Wait, oh, wait. Is this? Are you, are you sure those aren't the other, uh, Warner Brothers reboots? Here, I'll, I'll send you a link to the image. Um, why, and I don't know. Why are there I think, no creators listed with this? Was Wacky Raceland? I don't know. I, I don't know why. <sighs> but I mean, this this image that I found is not as uh, offensive to my eyes as no, it that, isn't. It isn't that that main image with is who is that? Who's that dog? Is that mostly all? Yeah. Oh god! Yeah, that's and that's the dastardly with dreadlocks. Yep. This is, uh, you know, I don't like to, to. No, I know. It's hurting my heart. <laughs> yeah, it really is. This is not the way to go. Not guys. a good look. Hurts my heart. You heard. Well, as of this previews, I'm whittling down my, uh, single issues. 
as expected. Yeah, I just, I can't do it. Um, the trade paperbacks are much more my, my preferred reading format. And anyway. Did you? I know you did. I, I can't justify even after the discount paying 250 for a comic. I can't do it. Which is why I will not be buying Civil War. Yeah. yeah. Can't do it, dude. I realize that I'm going to protest and it's going to mean nothing for the, for, I mean, I'm sure it's not going to mean a hill of beans to, to sales. I'm sure it's going to sell through the roof, but I can't, I can't support buying a book that expensive. Yeah. But the, I mean, it, it, on the trade front, there are some massive deals in here. Like DC this month is offering the, uh, six issue limited series that Freddie Williams drew for Batman, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Right. It's a hard cover, 12 bucks. You know what else Wait, is 12 bucks? You don't, seriously. $12.49? Hmm. The Dark Horse Comics DC Superman Complete Trade Paperback. Yeah, I was going to get that, but I opted for the complete Joe Kubert Tarzan for 17 bucks. 600 pages for 17 bucks. Really. Yeah. And it's in color? Come on. Okay. It's Kubert. No. Yeah, that's, I, that, that's all you. Um. Yeah, I... <laughs> No, no, it's not, it's... no, he's 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 saying that's my jam. He's not saying you know. That's not... Uh, I hope he's not anyway. But How about I, that GI Joe Real American Hero seriously, all... I am honestly uh, thinking about that because all over it's, it. It's, you see, but the issues. If I, first of all, again, Russ Heath. So it's got the silent issue. Yeah, but you were the one that was protesting, man, if it's not consecutive issues, I can't get it. This this thing is, David, this thing is all over the place. It's a complete stories from issues 1, 2, and 21, and some stuff from your book number 2. Listen, greatness is greatness. But dude, those first couple (laughs) issues, those were were done-in-ones. The silent issue alone, that's a done-in-one. That's this is. I, I know. But see, and, and, and where else am I going to get fucking full size church as close Jason, as I can get to Russ Heath away? Jason loves to 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 assault my lowbrow sensibilities. <laughs> what? When, when I, what? You do Wait, when what? I when I say I like when I love something that is obviously ground level stuff. You're like, dude, you love you love your crap. <laughs> but it's not. It's not in a. It's not in a, a pejorative way. I'm not being a dick, but Joe to me back in the day was just like, yeah, I guess I'll read it. Oh shit! Oh man, you know you just, you just <laughs> cut me to the quick tonight. Seriously, I, I mean, just and and, and for twisted. a guy that that's that has shit on Batman and Superman for the last three years on the show, man, you really are taking it to heart that I didn't like the movie. I am. Not, that's not. What that's <laughs> not it's not. I enjoy GI Joe, but you know. You you hold it to such a high level of esteem. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. First, Great cartoon slash toy ever. Woot! That's big doings. Yes, I I don't know. You're the Transformers guy. You're a Transformers guy. It's all good. It's yeah. There's room in my but, heart for both. I've, okay, I've got a heart three times. It's <laughs> more informed human being than I am. That's obvious. Well, okay, um, we knew that already, though. Yeah, <laughs> I got a question, IDW. I really, I really do. Mm-hmm. I I look at the cover of this Bebop, Bebop and oh, Rocksteady, yeah, Rocksteady, just and that that cover is sending me into conniptions. I love it so much. The the long uh, horizontal one where the you know oh, all yeah. the character it looks good, but offering five issues. Well, because in one it's, month, it's 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 a weekly. It's yeah, I just it's crazy. 
I, I, there's no way I can add five issues to my order. I can't. I can't. I guess you'll just have to get the trade then when that's shipped. I, exactly. Exactly. And, and dude, lest we forget, the Gilkin Amazing Spider-Man didn't have consecutive issues. Lest we forget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gotta love this guy. You really do. Just breaking him off some. Breaking me off a piece and putting down my pants. <sighs> Yeah, I like we we've said this many times, I, and it doesn't need to be repeated, but I'm going to anyway. I don't think there's a greater joy in life than getting this damn previews book fresh oh, out of my so box. Great. It's like the Sears Witch book every month. It is. It's exactly I what know. it is. And and Glorious. I'll be like I'll be like the Dennis Leary or the Dennis Miller commentator as I'm going through this. Like, oh hell no, I would never order that. Like, oh no, you didn't. Yeah, and I, it's just so much fun mm-hmm. to go this 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 magazine. I'm hoping I can actually maybe get my order in before the very last day of the month. It's the first of the month. That'd be, that'd be a switch. Kind of should. Maybe kind of should. Maybe, you, I kind of should. Been, yeah, cause, you know who's been attracting me lately? Who this is? Action Lab. Not okay. regular. Yeah. Cool. Not rec- the Danger Zone Action Lab. There's a book offered this month called Bolts. Mm -hmm. I am on this like crazy. Uh, Frankenstein's monster like you've never seen him. Look at those preview pages. That is some crazy, crazy art. And I I just had to order it. And it's on special this month. That's to do it. Yep. So I got it. And then I'm on the, I'm on the Vamp Blade bandwagon. Of course. Yep. I mean, that's my, that's my that's jam. jam. That is. You love your jams. I do love my, my bad girl. That's how you do. I was, I was such a sucker for the bad girl books back in the day. Shocker. I, I think I got everything that came out. Like even the really, really bad, just, you know, cash mm-hmm. in, cash grabs. I, I bought them. Speaking of Marvel, and, I, I think that, uh, I think they finally found an Omniboo I'm not going to pre-order. No shit. One. Spider-Man Clone Saga. Uh, see now you're, why would you, why would you, you the heart. it's the gravy, dude. That's For, good stuff. Is it all of it? Yeah. Oh, dude. You gotta dude, get I got it. the issues, man. What do I need to fucking... Because it's, it's a, it's legendary. You need that on your Legendary, books. he says. Legendary. All because of Miles Warren couldn't stay out of Gwen's pants. Clone Saga's all because Warren was infatuated with Gwen. That's what it. That's what the Clone Saga is. That's what he never would would have started if if Miles could just keep his libido in check. Right. Truth. Truth. Yeah. Truth. But uh, what was I going to say? Oh, remember when Image Comics did an all babe, a babe watch or whatever month where all of the the male characters were transformed into women, like there was a young blood and they were all women. Yeah. And bat, it, like that, I think that was the the lowest point of the 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 whole good girl period or bad girl period, whatever you want to you want to say. Jason, did you buy buy Bloodpool? No, I guess not. It doesn't ring a bell. It's. I think it was uh, part of Extreme. Yeah, I guess it, not. It, yeah, it was just bad. Just, but I bought it. I bought everything back mm-hmm. then. Airy. Yeah. Every day you're hustling. In a lot of ways, those were the good old days. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Fun. I, I would argue comics are better today than they were then, like like in terms of average quality of craft, but it's just hard to beat the nostalgia of when these things are first new to you. Nostalgia is very po- oh, powerful. Oh, for sure. Oh, hell yeah. That's why yeah. they're selling artist editions. Yeah, very powerful. And, you know, I don't think you need to guess where where, where my point of view is. Like, I, I I can say with with absolute certainty it was better back then. But what was it really? You know, that's just that's just me growing up in the Bronze Age thinking it was the absolute best thing ever. And uh, you know, when I say that, I'm meaning Marvel. I thought Marvel was be all and end all of comics, and to in a lot of ways they were right. Um, oh sure. And, and and were the stories that great? I can't be objective about that. I, I can't look right, at right. any anything from the Bronze Age, especially like my notables, like Howard and mm-hmm. and Fantastic Four and the, the Marvel Black and White magazines. It, I, I guess the approach back then was the same as it is today: just get it out, just get get this thing published, right? But to me, they they were they were legendary, amazing pieces of art, and they changed my whole life. But and that's the reason why I can't look back at these things and say, ah, you know, maybe that wasn't so great. Right. Because it, it was. Cause I, when I, through my eyes looking at the art now, I'm not a 50 year old man. I'm a 10 year old kid. Sure. I, I can't unsee that as a 10 year old kid. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah. And then I keep buying them. That's, that's really on me. Like whenever they put collections of that stuff out, even though I have them in multiple formats, gotcha. I still keep buying them. It's nuts. Like, why do we do that? Why did I buy the entire Walking Dead run digitally on Comicsology when I own the fucking <laughs> trades for every it one and because, and the hardcovers? Yeah, because you have enough money to buy Image, so you don't really care about <laughs> stuff, like that, right? But you know. Speaking of Image, uh, a lot of a lot of buzz today about the news that uh, Karen Berger is coming back to comics as part of Image. No kidding. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. What's the deal? What's the poop? Um, I mean, it's it's not as grand as it sounds in the sense that she's they had Image Expo today, and as they often do, and announced all their new stuff. And Karen Berger is editing a book called Surgeon X. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, that doesn't seem like she's coming aboard in any kind of broader capacity, but uh, but it is her first foray back into comics since she left Vertigo. So she's just editing. Yeah, just a one, just this one book. I don't, at least for now. I, well, that's that's still a. I mean, it's a feather. It's not a big feather, but it's still a feather in Image's I cap, think right? So yeah. So what do we got here? We got a far by Lila Del Duca. Layla. Uh, yeah, Layla. And and Kit Seaton. Okay. Uh, Black Cloud by Jason Latour, Ivan Brandon, Greg Hinkle, Matt Wilson. Oh, yeah. Holy crap! Uh. Uh, someone named Bidikar, Tom Muller. Okay. Oh, Jonathan Hickman and Tom Coker doing the Black Monday murders. That looks really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shaken with a new book. Get it? Yeah. The, yeah. The divided states of hysteria. Wait, there's a Shaken book in this, in the, this previous. Yes. Is that it? No. Is, I don't think so. Cause this is, uh, Midnight of the Soul. It previews. Huh. Midnight of the Soul. I think I'm yeah. skipping Glitter Bomb. That doesn't look like it's up my speed. <laughs> I knew that. I was I was going by and I I could I th- I heard 
Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Jason. Yeah, that Jupiter's Legacy looks, too, looks crappy, too. Um, let's see. Own it, Vince. Uh, Glitter Bomb, yeah, we Horizon. talked about that. Brandon Thomas, Juan Gideon, and Frank Martin, which is, looks good. Sorry, well, I mean, as by look good, the preview image looks good. Uh, Colin Lorimer, Jim Campbell, and Joanna LaFuente doing The Hunt. Uh, Brendan Fletcher and Carl Kershaw. Ooh, ooh, nice. I saw the Island of the Dead. That looks gorgeous. Yeah. All right. That's going to be yeah, it. That's, that's, uh, that's awesome. Look it on. Uh, Brubaker and Phillips with their new joint, Killer Be Killed. Nice. What's it about? A uh, story of a troubled young man who is compelled to kill bad people. Okay. Uh, he struggles to keep it secret, slowly begins to ruin his life and the lives of his friends and loved ones. Hmm. Cool. I'm in. Lake of Fire, probably not my speed, but Nathan Fairburn and Matt Smith. Oh, but it's Matt Smith, though. Yeah, that looks, yeah, it looks cool. Dude, the next one is the one I'm most excited about, though. Oh, boy. Moonshine. Azarello. Azarello. Team 100 Bullets, baby. Wow. A brutal new series. Oh, my God. Oh, it's the Prohibition era. Giddy. Yeah, that, that would probably be good. My shit. Brendan Fletcher, Cameron Stewart, Babs Tar. And Batgirl. <laughs> on Motor, Motor Crush. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to say pass for that on right now. Uh, Jen Van Meter, Rick Burkett, uh, Eric Newsom on Prima. Spies, Thieves, Ballerinas, I'm probably out on that one. Mm, yeah, I, I think I agree with you. Prince of Cats well, is I- awesome. They're bringing it back. I don't believe I've read any of that. It was a Vertigo book? By Ron Wimberly? I haven't read it. Yeah, no. well, Ron, uh, Ron's a good dude. He's, um, he's, uh, he's good friends with Julian as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. Now see this next one. I think I'm in. Joe Harris and Megan Hutchinson on Rockstars. That preview image is very, very it nice. It is a nice image. It, it outshines everything so far. And it's a, except, it's a murder mystery, so I'm in, I'm in on that one. Yeah, I would say except the Kershaw. Kershaw is the strongest one so far. Now the next one, the Top Cow Romulus, is a rough preview image. <laughs> that is rough. But once again, it's Top Cow. Fair point. So I mean, that's that's in the Top Cow zone. And, and then we get to the next one. Oh shit! Oh jeez! Seven to Eternity by Remender and Opeña. Yeah. Oh, that looks like a movie poster. It does. That's very nice. Good typography Gots too. Got to have it. Got to have all of it. Yeah, very nice. And then very comes nice. the Surgeon X, uh, which is, uh, by a team I don't know, Sarah Kenny, John Watkins. But, uh, yeah, that's one that Karen Berger's involved with. Hmm. Oh, what's this? Asad Ribic and Ivan Brandon on Versus. Eve Sarsina. Oh, wow, there's a lot of people on this. That's a cool image. Dude's got multiple arms going on. Mm hmm. All right. Maybe he's from Wildcats. Uh, Winnebago Graveyard by Steve Niles and Allison Sampson. That looks creepy. I think I may be in on that. Right out of that one. Yeah, and uh, that looks like it's it's uh, that's it. Oh, Chloe, Chloe Moritz, so cute. Um, <laughs> I am a damn fool. This this is why I'm, is my scrolling like not scrolling? You know why? Because it's friggin' CBR, right? And there's. And there's shit going on behind the scenes. Can all these comic book sites please stop with the damn videos? 
Oh, it's it's everywhere and, now. Facebook does. And I got I got to say, um, Facebook does self loading videos now. Rich is the absolute worst for it. Rich will squeeze a penny out of anything. He everything you click on on Rich's site, you, the damn video pops up. I can't. I don't go there anymore because it's just so annoying. I'll, I'll wait till one of y'all tells me the news instead of going. And and you know there was one time where I could not wait to check out uh, Bleeding Cool. Now it's just there's too much advertising on it. Sucks. You know you are right. Uh, also, it just it's so not focused on comics now. Yeah. I mean, they're trying to probably reach more viewers, so it's it's got the one left hand side, which is comics, and really a lot of the stuff is is almost like BuzzFeed esque clickbait. Yeah, you're right. It's just a straight up solicit, and you click on it, and it's just a like two cents solicit with no it's no true. angle. It's very very disappointing. And I like the better Rich was trying to be controversial and scooping people right. Then. Right. The proofreading is non-existent too. For yeah. sure. There's a lot of, of typos and I know that he's trying to get it up quick and, and his people are trying to just be expedient right. about the whole thing, but come on, you know, it, 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 it reads like it was dictated into a phone <laughs> and it probably was in a lot of instances too. Uh, so I was in the shop today mm-hmm. is, and DC published a book called Bloodlines. Yeah. Is this seriously a return to Bloodlines? Have we, have we descended that far? Really? I don't, I, I don't know what the connection is to the original annual event. And, uh. Um, haters got a hate over here. Dude, no, it's not. I don't think that's a case of that. Bloodlines was pretty bad. Was. Bloodlines had one redeeming quality. And only one. And only one. That was it. Introduced Hitman. Yep. The rest of the introduced characters can just. Eat don't, a big fat vegan. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't even remember the, the other characters. No. There, I remember some kind of, um, horse looking aliens that had like a, they gave power pack their powers? Like, no, not that. Like, like, like a boar horse. Can you type. remember who wrote Bloodlines? I'm going to guess John Ostrander. Incorrect. Hmm. Who? Dan Raspler. Ah, uh, is he writing this new one? <laughs> no, 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 no. Dan Raspler. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Wow. Talk about a footnote in history. Yeah. Star of Number Ten is the last issue. I didn't know that. What? Star of Number Star- Ten. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, you guys like that book? Yeah, I got. Can you name the spinoffs, Vince? Oh shit. Of what? Of Bloodlines, the, the seven series to spin out of it. Uh, Hitman is one. Hitman, yeah. Uh, not major bummer. Nope. Uh, shit. Hitman, the only one of any redeeming quality. Yeah. As you for know. real. But um, no, I can't remember. Anima. Any of. Yeah. <laughs> Blood Pack. I think DC got a good Anima. Blood Pack. That one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Argus. Mm. Gunfire. Nope. Loose Cannon. Yeah. Ah, I remember Loose Cannon. And my personal fave, I do remember this one, Razor Sharp and the Cyber Rats. Cyber Rats. <laughs> what? <laughs> like die if a man. And Neil Adams doing that one? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a Neil Adams book. Right? Holy crap. Yeah, Bloodline's not a high point. No. No. Can you name any of the members of the Blood Pack? 
I could Google it, but you know what? It's even too much effort huh. to Google. It. I don't know. It only lasted four issues, so. <laughs> I remember some blue uh Hulk-looking guy with pants. That's all I remember from Blood. From, Do you remember uh, who the leader was? Of Blood Pack? Yeah. No. She actually says stuff around. Jade. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah. These were not, yeah, this, this mm. was not a, a memorable time. <laughs> no, not at all. I don't, you know, as, as you rank those event type things, I don't think there was a worse one than, 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 uh, Bloodline. Hmm, that's interesting. Can you name one that was on DC side? Yeah. Millennium even, Millennium had its high points. Yeah, and Millennium wasn't great. No, it wasn't. But if, I mean, if you're gonna, if you're gonna rank them, I think Joe State and Art, with, um, that, that's worth something. Yeah, with the uh, with, with with the Ian Gibson and uh, yeah, no, that yeah. was yeah. that was some good looking work. But and the, like the 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 series that spawned out of Millennium, <laughs> was not. I mean, I, I, like Invasion's pretty bad, but but I don't, yeah. I don't know that it bloodline. It's not. It's not. Yeah, it's, it's not. No, as but at bad least as, at least Invasion had McFarlane on an issue. Yeah. Still, still, one still. issue. It's still I mean, worth Underworld it. Unleashed was pretty bad. Mm, yeah, but uh, but the villain Necron was, was it is was Necron, right? Yeah. I mean, it was, cool. it was the Howard Porter art. It was. I mean, that was and the fifth ink everywhere because they had to <laughs> get that fucking green. They had to get that green. Um, no, I still. Right, you know what? Let's let's course. let's go out. We'll do a quick ranking. Uh, I'm going to name an event, and you tell me. Then I'll name two events. You tell me which one. Belongs over, and we'll just that will help us quickly go through and decide what the uh, the worst okay. event is from DC. Okay, yep. Crisis. Well, it's mm. Crisis and Legends, so we agree Legends worse than Crisis. Yeah. No. Um, no, Legends is no, better. You're probably than right. Okay. No, actually, you know what? You're right. You're right. Okay. So Crisis is below Legends. Uh, Crisis versus Millennium. Crisis. Crisis is better than Millennium. Yeah, reluctantly, yeah. yeah. So Millennium at the bottom. Uh, Millennium versus Cosmic Odyssey. Oh, Cosmic Odyssey is better. But Definitely. that's not an event. That's just a it's a mini series. That that, that that wasn't any tie-ins. No, I'm just I saying. It's, <laughs> all right, dog. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> Mignola plus New Gods. Okay. All right, so. Millennium versus Invasion. I kind of liked Invasion. Oh, I'm going. I'm going Millennium on that one. As Millennium better. As better. I'll give it. I'll give it to Todd and and go. So invasion, uh, in, no. invasion versus Armageddon 2001. Ooh. <laughs> I oh, fuck. I like Armageddon 2001 up to a certain point when they when they fucked themselves over by not uh yeah yeah changing the ending yeah. so we're going to go with Armageddon 2001 as with reservations okay. yeah uh Armageddon 2001 versus Eclipse of the Darkness Within Oh, definitely. Eclipse Eclipse was pretty good. Yeah, that was that yeah, was, was good. good. That was good. Yeah, so we're still with Armageddon. Uh, all right, Armageddon versus Bloodlines. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Armageddon is better than Bloodlines. Yeah, so, oh, yes. Right, so Bloodlines yes. is just at the bottom. All right, Bloodlines versus Worlds Collide. Bloodlines is the worst. Yeah. Bloodlines versus Zero Hour. Bloodlines is the worst. Yeah, Zero Hour was pretty, uh, there were some good things about Zero yeah, Hour. Yeah. 
Bloodlines versus Genesis. Fuck is Genesis? Yeah, what the hell is Genesis? Uh, you haven't read it and it's still it's better really than nice. Bloodlines. <laughs> Alright. We'll keep it Bloodlines versus DC 1 million. Uh, oh, I like DC 1 million. Yeah, yeah. Bloodlines versus Day of Judgment. That's pretty bad. Uh, yeah, but still. Al becomes the Spectre in that. Yeah, but it, that, that was still better than Bloodlines. Okay. Uh, Bloodlines versus Our Worlds at War. I like Our Worlds, Worlds at, at War. War is better than Bloodlines. Yeah. Okay. So, Bloodlines versus Identity Crisis. Bloodlines. Oh, dude. <laughs> Bloodlines versus That's... Infinite Crisis. Ooh! <laughs> you cannot rank Infinite Crisis below Bloodlines. Bloodlines versus 52. Bloodlines. 52 is very good. Bloodlines versus One Year Later. Ah, uh, oh, hmm. That's an interesting question. There are parts of one year later that are good. Green Arrow, yeah. Uh, I gotta go with Bloodlines being worse. Yes. Yeah, okay. Bloodlines versus our, our shout out to our boy, Amazon's Attack. Oh, Amazon's Attack was better than Bloodlines. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the, Bloodlines is gonna win, cause the, the only ones left are, uh, our Sinestro Core War, Countdown to Final Crisis, which was bad. That was bad. But Bloodlines is probably worse. Final Crisis, Let's, Blackest Night, Brightest Day, and Flashpoint. You're forgetting Trinity. Oh, I must have skipped Trinity. Oh, wait. No, but that was just... That was uh, that was just the three series crossing over for... for, for Ooh, two. wait a minute. I got one. Bloodlines versus Convergence. Ooh. No, Convergence was straight ass. No, no, I disagree. Maybe like, the main like series. Four, there were like four series coming out of Convergence that were decent. Hawkman was great. Swamp Thing was really I know, good. But if you throw in the number of issues of Convergence, yeah. mm. right? We we gave it to Millennium solely on the basis of Joe Joe Staten's artwork, right? And and Ian, uh, what was it? Uh, Ian Garvey. Ian Gibson, Ian Garvey. We're talking Ian, about the powerhouse trio of Jeff King and Scott Lobdell here. I, I would say that the, the tie-ins elevate Convergence above them. Do you remember those butt-ass Chip Kid covers, though? <laughs> yeah, but they were only covers. They, they were only covers. Bad, if, we were, I mean, if we were ranking best to, wor- best to worst covers, those Chip Kid covers would be the, the butt wipe in the DC. If we had a Razzie's version of the 11 O'Clockers... Those, that Chip Kid covers would have been in the Hall of Fame. Dude, what did he do? <laughs> Seriously, what did he do? I'm going to make a layer in Photoshop. I'm going to do a, a a gradient of yellow, and I just got paid a grand for that image, probably. Mm-hmm. Damn, that's... Yeah, it's the fuck. I, I loves me some Chip Kid, but that is major league profiteering on that thing. Yes, Jank. So there you go, people. The worst event in DC here history is Bloodlines. <laughs> <laughs> Told you. <ya. laughs> oh shit, that's funny. Uh, so, what would be the Marvel? Uh, the Marvel equivalent? Yeah. Oh, oh, that's pretty good. I mean, that's a good. I, I mean, it's a good series. I mean, that's a good, good nomination. How about Atlantis Attack? No, Atlantis oh, Attack. Get out of here. You bite your tongue. <laughs> that's what I was waiting for. What? Because I was about shit, to say dude. it. I know. Oh, I know. Oh, oh, um, the one that, that, it was a, a minor event, but the one that did, um, Spider-Man, 
Uh, Let's be real. It's probably Secret Wars too. <laughs> it probably right? is. Uh, All right, let's do it real quick. Ready? Yeah. Secret Wars versus Secret Wars two. Secret Wars is Wars. better. Uh, Secret Wars two versus Mutant Massacre. Mutant Massacre is better. Mm-hmm. Secret Wars two versus Fall of the Mutants. Fall of the Mutants is better. Totally. Evolutionary War. Mmm, that was good. I loved that was it. Good. Inferno loved it. Yes. Atlantis Attacks definitely better than fucking Secret Wars too. <laughs> I don't know. Set up in there, the serpent crown. Come on, dog. No, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm. That's uh, this is the one veto vote I get. Secret Wars Two is, is worse than the last attacks. I didn't know we had a veto vote. Acts of Vengeance would have been Acts nice. Acts of Vengeance was pretty damn good. All right, so Secret Wars Two. Um, Acts of Vengeance gave us that rabid spider. Wait a creature. minute. Here's the contender. Secret Wars Two. And by the way, I'm skipping over Infinity Gauntlet. That's a uh, Secret Wars Two op, uh, versus Operation Galactic Storm. <laughs> that was jank. That was bad. And I'm as big a West Coast Avengers Avengers fan as it gets, and that was bad. Oh shit! Secret Wars Two was really bad, dude. It really like, was. We were going to do that episode where we before uh, <laughs> recap the old Secret Wars. So I did just recently reread both of the series for that show that we never did, and it was. Secret Wars 2 is really bad. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's probably. Like, Secret Wars 1 is actually really bad, but it's so great from a nostalgia standpoint that it supersedes that. But Secret Wars 2 is. It's, it's, it's nigh impossible to get through. Nigh. Lest we forget. <laughs> nigh. Alright, Secret Wars 2 versus Fatal Attractions. I don't even remember Fatal Attractions. That's, wait. That's where, was uh, that's, that... in that series is where Magneto pulled the adamantium and Wolverine. Oh. Andy did a great job on the art on some of that. Yeah. And then you had, you had Mark Silvestri, right? Was that? I think so. During? Yeah. yeah. I guess we'll stick with Secret Wars too. Um, I guess you'd put that over, you'd put that behind Clone Saga? I would put, Pretty much everything behind the call. So, uh, what about Operation Zero Tolerance? Oh, that was bad. <laughs> yeah, that was stupid. I would put op- Operation Zero Tolerance over Secret Wars okay. 2. Uh, maximum Security? Uh, Marvel has had a shit ton of bad events. We definitely wouldn't have, like, I'm skipping over a bunch, like Age of Apocalypse and stuff that we definitely would have said are better. Oh, don't bite your tongue. No, that's what I'm saying. Are better then. That's my point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, let's let's go. Secret. I'm just going down the list because we definitely live we career, agree I... that House of M, Annihilation, Civil War, World War Hulk, they're all better. Yep. Uh, Secret Invasion's better, although flawed. War of Kings better. Siege. Mmm. I didn't like a lot of Siege. Me neither. Yeah, but. But then following Siege, we got Fear Itself. Oof. Yeah, see? It's it's not easy. Oof. <laughs> so basically what we're learning here is Marvel, in aggregate, has a, has a worse... <laughs> has a worse track record for events than DC. That's pretty bad. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. I, I think we got, dude, Axis has got to beat all of them. No, I like Axis. Oh, There's so good bad. parts of Axis. It was so bad. <laughs> you already had your veto vote. Uh, do wait, I get wait, a no, veto no, vote? Original Sin. 
<laughs> See, you're laughing because you can't even say that it's not worse. I can't, but yeah. And that's real by our boy Aaron, dude. Yeah, that was, I know. That was rough. Is it, he needed to know. It's bad karma to uh to give the worst Marvel event ever to Jason Aaron. Yeah, well, there had to be more. Well, but yeah, he like, gave us Thor. We got Thor out of it. Yeah, I mean, none of these. I mean, you're, you're not going to vote for. You're not going to vote for any of these other ones over. <laughs> I mean, uh, Wikipedia has Death of Wolverine listed, but that's more. That's not really now. I mean, that wasn't a... <laughs> No, I mean, that's terrible. I would gladly vote for that, but that wasn't really an event. That's not an event, no. no. David, what was that Spider-Man one I was thinking of where it crossed over in the annuals with Speedball and um, Ant-Man? That was... Oh, no, they, they kind of... Um, for a couple of years, Marvel was doing that where it would... And it, it was the new warriors and Spider-Man and, and probably Moon Knight. And, uh, was it Moon Knight? Uh, really? Well, it's, but they would kind of try to group everybody together. Like you'd have the, you'd there, have there the, was a, a size issue that went along with it too. Like shrinking and, and I don't remember what it, what it was, but I, I know it was in the, and then they did one for the defenders and like the, the the annuals, groups of annuals would cross over, like Punisher, and I don't know, I don't remember. It's so long. Yeah. But cool, we, uh, that was fun. So the 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 all time worst DC event is Bloodlines, and the all time worst. Oh Marvel wait, 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 wait a second! Is this it? Uh oh. What you yeah, got? yeah, it's oh god, it's a fucking cocaine cover too. It's Amazing Which, Spider-Man Annual number twenty-four, Spidey's Totally Tiny Adventure. Yes, yeah, yes, it's uh, it actually it looks like Gil Kane and almost maybe inked by Ditko. It's it's a weird looking cover, but it's um, it's yeah, Ant Man, Solo, Sandman, uh, Thing, Trapster, Wizard, um. <laughs> Actually, yeah, the Mercy Bomb was written by Michelini, and your art was done by Steve Ditko. Relative newcomer uh, uh, to, to comics. <laughs> the, uh, so, yeah, so that's... But it doesn't say if it continued into... It does say part one. I don't know where it continued into. But, yeah, because cause, cause that's also had... Um, the X-Books did uh, not... Um, not was With it the Executioner's the, song or something? No, there were Mignola covers on it. It was X Force, right? X Factor, yeah, yeah. Those are those are fun. Yep. Uh, amazing. Oh, Web of Spider-Man Annual Number Six and Spectacular Spider-Man Annual Number Ten were included in this. Oh, okay. And does Speedball pop up at all? Because I'm I'm uh, seeing Speedball. Uh, no. He's not, he's not listed as characters appearing in that story arc. Wow. Speedball's totally did go. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, totally. You know what I feel like reading again? Round Robin. What's that? Sidekicks Revenge. Oh my god, that's a great, yeah, that was a great arc. That was one of the good bi-weekly books. Yep. And it was Bagley. It was. Who doesn't usually really stoke my creative juices at all. You're right. Uh, he he did back in the day, but in now it doesn't seem to have the same effect on me. He did. You're uh, right. I really dug him in Thunderbolts, but it's been downhill from there. Yeah. 
the ultimate, his ultimate work, I think, put me off. Yeah, uh, that's uh, I, that's probably what most people would would love him for, right? Like Ultimate Spider-Man, I assume. Yeah, because I, I to this day I still say Gwen looked like a tranny. <laughs> she did. Gwen is very mannish in in yeah, Ultimate yeah, Spider-Man. No, you're, you're not wrong. It's a man, baby. I could have been a, a bit better in my description, like look like a tranny, because there are some very beautiful trannies. <laughs> sure, but. She just looked like a man in drag. How about that? <clears throat> All right, everybody. I think we've said our piece, or many pieces. Uh, thank you for listening. As usual, please solicit our sponsor, dcbservice.com, because if you want to get your books for less than the people going to the comic shops are paying, there's only one place to go, and that's Discount Comic Book Service. Uh, this month, among other things, you can get the Howard the Duck Trade Paperback Complete Collection Volume 3, a whole bunch of goodness. Um, Howard the Duck Magazine 2 to 7, Bill Mantlo, Michael Golden, um, John Basima, Gene Cohen, my goodness. $17.49. Night Trap, Cullen Bunn, JB Bastos, $1.64, and The Death of Margot Lane. The Shadow by Matt Wagner, uh, six issue miniseries. The first issue will cost you $1.99. In your travels, IDW's added again. And this is a very good thing as far as I'm concerned. Written by John Lehman. Art by the mighty Andy Kuhn. It's another Mars Attacks miniseries. This one is called Occupation. A bit of time has passed since the last Mars Attacks series. The Martians are firmly entrenched in Earth. They they have the run of the place. Giant fleas running around, which the Martians have seemed to tamed to have tamed. If you read the last Mars Attacks miniseries, you know where the giant fleas came from. Um, and in this uh portion of the saga we have a young girl named ruby the martians have a lockdown on everything you will report to work when they say you will report if you do not report to work when you're supposed to be there grave consequences will befall you so um ruby's pretty much had it enough of the whole situation um you have your your martian um sympathizers or people who are just looking to further themselves by getting into bed with the Martians. And uh, the the Martians have set up arenas for their entertainment where you have gladiatorial combat, where human versus human, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And Ruby doesn't get uh, – Ruby um, makes a very bad choice in this issue. And um, – finds herself and we will find her next issue in the gladiator pits. And I got to say, Andy Kuhn seems to attract this type of, of theme because when we last saw Andy Kuhn was in the pages of dark horse presents in that story. Um, what was the name of that thing? Uh, battling uh, my demons or whatever, but the, the whole thing was based in, the the gladiator pits. What is it about Andy Kuhn that makes people want to write gladiator stories for him? I don't know. But I'm glad they do because Andy's awesome and this issue's no different. 
Um, the covers are written are drawn by John um, John, John McRae, who is no stranger to the Mars Attacks saga. If, if you're a fan of Mars Attacks, this is just more goodness, cool. and I am. It, yeah, I, I am. They, they've done a good job on that series, or I mean, you know, that, with that with that IP. It for it was it's the truth, but. I thought it got maybe a little excessive when it was Mars Attacks Popeye. But oh, I, those yeah, issues I didn't, I didn't are, go down that road, so. I did, and those issues are really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mars Attacks, um, you know, Ghostbusters, really good stuff. Mm-hmm. The, the, this, this IP is, Jason says, they, they put it to good use at IDW. So check it out. I, I always enjoy Mars Attacks. Yes, sir. It's, it's my, my favorite, my favorite Tim Burton movie. Sweet. I really thought that would get a rise out of you, but it didn't. Why? What is Mars Attacks? Well, why would that favorite? get a rise out of me? Because, because I did Pee Wee's Big Adventure and Beetlejuice. And well, remember, Batman. first of all, I'm not a fan of Tim Burton. Second of all, therefore, it's a very low bar, and I would agree with you. Mars Attacks is his best movie. Wow, I would disagree. It's a good day. What would you say, David? Um. I want to say Beetlejuice. I could also say Pee Wee's Big Adventure, but but I, I think I would I would say Beetlejuice. Now you would think that Beetlejuice would be right up my alley. Yeah, but it doesn't have the association. I, I, I saw it in the in the theaters. I hate Beetlejuice. It's funny. I remember liking it quite a bit when it came out back in the day, but I just recently rewatched it with Holden, and I thought it was terrible. It's crap. So yeah, I I I didn't. We like had this it conversation back- a year ago. I would have said Beetlejuice as well, but I have to back away from that. Yeah. Now I, I have to. I, I thought I'd like Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, solely for the. I mean, one of the reasons why I do I like it is because of the Vincent Price cameo. Sure. But um, I I I struggle sometimes between Nightmare Before Christmas and. Oh, he Oh no! Oh my God! No. I hate. Love hate, is over. Hate, no. Hate, hate. Hate that movie. Why? That that quasi would claymation animation style that he's known. I just can't stand it. Mm. Baffling. Mm. But I, I struggle sometimes. Mars attacks. You know they're making a Beetlejuice too, by the way. I don't <laughs> care. I really say that. Frank and Weenie, terrible. Yeah, nah, it was alright. Wonderland, terrible. Oh, well. I think, it, there's a sequel coming yeah, out. There is, yeah. I think Alice yep. in Wonderland is better than Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. True. No. I kind of like Charlie and Chocolate Factory, basically because, um, I think Johnny Depp is, is playing Michael Jackson. Oh, okay. Sure. Corpse Bride, terrible. It's not. No, it's not. Edward. Oh, I like Edward. I, I like Edward yeah. a lot too. You're you're not good enough to lick my shit. Sleepy Hollow is okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Right. Right. Looking at the list here, I'd have to give the uh, I'd have to give it to uh, Mars Attacks. Yeah, I like Batman too. Batman is. The- you know, the first Batman. I mean, when it came out, it was such a big deal. Yeah. It was That's- such a big deal to to see a superhero movie. You know. I saw it so many times in the theater. Yeah. And how many of us said when when Bruce was scratching the CD like? Oh, that well, that's no, that's in Batman Returns. That's, that's in the sequel. We're not talking. Oh, is yeah, it? Don't don't. That that's not how. It that's works. not even the fucking that's and and him 
him playing DJ with a goddamn CD in 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 the cradle isn't even the, the worst thing about that fucking movie is 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 Oswald Pe- being fucking reared by by penguins. <laughs> There's something real creepy about those emperor penguins, like though. That. Yeah, I kind of like that no. too. Why? No, just not. It's just it, there's so much. It's like okay, I kind of like look past some stupid shit, but then then it's like he, he's. See how my 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 mind works when you when I see Emperor Penguin, I think Mountains of Madness, I think Lovecraft, and that's where my mind goes. So automatically, if you're gonna tickle that part of my brain, you've you've won the battle, mm. which is nothing on Tim Burton's part, right? Right. But it's just that he chose to use Emperor Penguins. Why don't you like it, David? <laughs> Penguins are going to bring this 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 baby and 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 teach it. And oh no, no, no! <laughs> this baby, uh, it is it, <laughs> from, from, yeah, right. It's, it's just, and he's a massive perv too. Oswald, he's a big ass. Oh, he absolutely is. And I love it when he eats the fish. That's awesome. Yeah, that is great. I I think (laughs) diaper shit. Shoot little flap. Uh, In your travels, I think we'll go with the fourth issue of Jacked, which uh, is written by Eric Kripke. No, it's not, it's not the life story of Doug Monkey. It's, it's written by Eric Kripke. <laughs> it is, uh, art by Mr. John Higgins and, uh, <laughs> I mean, Vince Giggle. I know. Uh, truly good day. Oh, God. <laughs> it's all for you, boo. The, uh, things are not going to go too well for everybody, um, uh, in, involved in this. It's, my man is, uh, uh, Josh is hanging out with Jessica, his, his, his next door neighbor because they were on the run. Um, Josh's wife thinks he might be having an affair with Jessica. Uh, the designer, the cooker of the, uh, of the drug that, that's giving Josh his powers, uh, Josh left him a message when he started taking the pills and, and, and felt all weird. Uh, my man's in jail. Finally got to call Josh back. And, uh, so Josh bails him out of jail so he can cook up some more drugs. And, uh, drugs. it's apparently my man is like, listen, this, this, this shit ain't going to work. It's, you know, it, it's, um, it's all in your head. These, these do not do anything. It's, it's, it's adrenaline and, and, and epinephrine. It, it's just, it's not, they're not supposed to do anything to you, but apparently they're striking a chord with, uh, with, with Josh's, Josh's metabolism and, and, uh, he's able to do all these amazing things. So you have the, Drug dealer is going to try to, the drug maker is planning on double crossing Josh. You have Jessica's husband out of, uh, out of the hospital looking for Josh 
and Jessica. Uh, it's just not going to be, uh, things are all kind of coming to a head and, and with, with a couple issues to go, it's not going to end well for a bunch of people in this, but it's, it, it's still one of, uh, one of the more fun books I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying just cause it's so insane and the, the art is, Nuts, but I, I'm, I'm digging it. It's still one of my, uh, one of my favorite, favorite books that I decided to take a chance on. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy it's still, still going on so I can finish it. Now that's not a, that's an ongoing. It's not a mini series. No, I think, I think it's a mini. I think it is a six oh, good. series. I'll get that trade because hearing you talk about it, I, it, 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 it just makes me want to read it. And, uh, Glenn Fabry does, does the, the covers, covers doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's a six I, issue mini. His I covers are fabricless. Yes, sir. Is there, what did you read? Oh, uh, in your travels. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in your travels. Uh, read Guardians <laughs> of Infinity. Oh, yeah. Uh, issues three and four uh, were read this week by yours truly. Uh, issue five comes out, I think, next week. And it's just a blast, man, having Dan Abnett back doing these characters. Um, you've got the guardians that we've come to know and love from, from the, our era, you know, the Rocket Drax, uh, group component meeting up with the original guardians from the 3000 AD. You've got Nikki and Martin X and Vance Astro. And then we've met the Guardians 1000 AD, uh, which uh, are led by a Cree, hottie Cree named Stella Nega. And there's a dude named Astrolabe who's kind of like a, he's a human that looks like a sultan, kind of like a thing, like a Sinbad type of dude, but he's a magician. You've got uh, this badass four-eyed warrior named Aerolite. And they're all brought together because there's a thing called the structure. It's this monolithic massive, almost planet-sized, maybe it is even planet-sized, structure that for some reason is permeating uh, all different space and time. And so all three of these groups in their respective timelines co- uh, are confronted with the structure and it pulls them together. And, uh, and they, they have to, um, they have to try and fight off this group called the newcomers who are essentially like the Borg for you Star Trek The Next Generation fans. They leverage technology to absorb every kind of life form they come across and make them into more of their drone warriors. Um, and nine of these characters are, are faced with having to combat over 5,000 of these, these newcomer, um, battle, uh, minions. It's, uh, it's great. And, and, uh, Carlo Barberi, whose art I'm a big fan of, uh, is killing it on the art. Um, it's just well done, man. I mean, like, Abnett, look, we, we wouldn't have the Guardians that we have today and the movie and all that if it wasn't for Abnett and Lanning, but, but, so he knows these characters arguably better than anybody, so it's nice to have him back doing his thing. Cool. Love it. How could you go wrong with, with Dan Abnett on, on that you, you can't. You can't. No. It can't happen. It's impo- It's an impossibility. You can't, it can't, you can't go wrong. I'm going to read this Bloodlines number one. Do it. For next week, just, just to see what's going Do on. Do it. Uh, hey, everybody. Thank you for being here with us. As usual, if you have enjoyed any of this, leave us a review on iTunes or a similar um, 
podcast aggregator. <laughs> Jesus. Damn fool. Uh, and it's, it come back with us now. You join us on the Facebooks or the Twitters. We're on there. It, it, it won't be a stretch to find us because we're always there. And we're always here. And we will be forever, ever, and ever. And remember, and every so, day we're hustling. Every day. Every day we're hustling. Every day I'm hustling. We'll be back. And, and we hope you will too. As usual, say good night. Eartha Kit. David. Good night. I'm not doing the Eartha Kit thing. David. You just did. And you blew it because you commented and you were off by a fraction of a second. And remember, D'Angelo Russell, snitches and ditches. What does that mean? Gotta get up on your, on your, on your, your NBA gossip. You could probably have said that to my son, and we, we you would have gotten a rise out of him, I'm sure. D'Angelo Russell, up. who is a point guard for the Lakers, hmm. recorded one of his teammates admitting to being serially unfaithful, and then hmm. put that out for everyone to see, including the dude's girlfriend. Why would he do that? Is there a is there a, 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 a burning dislike between these two people? Uh, I don't know. No, there is now. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. By people like ostracized since like his like his, oh, sure. his teammate Lou Williams, and this is the NBA. His teammate Lou Williams literally wouldn't pass Tangelo Russell the ball in the next game. Like he refused to pass him the ball. That's cold. Yeah, yeah. you reap what you sow. Make it so, David. Make it so. Bye. We love you. See you next week. Ladies.
Wishes. Wishes.